0: with Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys.
1: Chuck. Oh, you idiot! You don't surprise someone standing off the edge of a building?
0: Chuck, come away from there. Let's go down and join the party.
1: I was at the party. I'm not really into that.
0: Chuck, your father wouldn't have wanted this.
1: Dear old dad, unfortunately all I know is that what he didn't want. Which is me. I'm Chuck fast No one cares! <laughs> I do. Don't you understand? I'll always be here. I don't want you going anywhere. I couldn't bear it. So whatever you want to do to yourself, please don't do it to me. Please. I'm sorry. Hey, Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down season two episode 15 of gossip girl titled gone with the will but as you may have guessed by now i am not here by myself i'm here with the majority shareholder of lonely boys industries brendan Warple.
0: hello i am of course the creepy uncle of podcasting aka uncle cream highly hoda cremation uh, yada 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 i'm recording live from crematorium i don't have time for these uh for the, for this big intro because i have to get back to running lonely boys media yeah, I was surprised, so yada,
1: yada. yada I always thought that was your favorite part of the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what, I want
0: to bigger and better things running this big industry. This will be my new Biff now. On. I'm going to be a, a rich boy. Is it suit okay,
1: good, good, I mean, yeah. Now that, you're, a good now that you own 51% of Lonely Boy's industry, yeah, it's a great character. So you get 49%. Uh,
0: you're you on this one podcast out of two, I guess, and you, you get 49%. Well,
1: I mean, I, that's up to whoever died and left, <laughs> and left you in charge, I guess. We need to go through the will item by item and see what happens here oh i am getting the thumbs up from bebop here bebop is giving me a thumbs up telling me that the guest is ready to go so i guess we could uh introduce oh. the guest here at this point yeah i, I love That's having right. bebop
0: for these these things you know otherwise it, we wouldn't everything have know. has been
1: running so much smoother since bebop has been here in studio uh wait before the, we get into this very-
0: so so we're on a, a discord stream here yeah so Bebop is is he getting messages separate from the guest? We we could we could be on video, but we're not. So assuming we were on video, we would we couldn't we just get a thumbs up from the guest saying like, all right, stop jibber jabbering, can I come on now? He's no, instead well, texting is- the dog separately. <laughs>
1: Bebop is here in my studio in the corner. He's, uh, <laughs> he's he's wearing his headphones. He's got a microphone in front of him. He's also wearing sunglasses inside because cool. he's a very cool dog. And uh, he just gave me the thumbs up. So I, I think without further ado, we should probably... Uh, let me see Let me see if I could whip up an introduction here out of nothing. Uh, this person here, it, I believe it is the very first podcast that he is recording. So we, we, have, we have the honor of that. It, someone who I have considered a friend for, geez, I, I, I guess almost... God, seven years at this point, and you know what, Brendan, they say, once you've been friends for seven years, you're friends for life, so maybe we should, maybe this is cause for celebration here. Oh. Um, He just got back from a trip to Italy. He's currently in the midst of battling the the novel coronavirus, and yet he still was able to make time to record with us. Please welcome to Lonely Boy Studios, Brett Wagner. Brett, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
2: (laughs) hello world
3: and thank you guys for having me i feel like this has been a really long time in the making and actually i actually heard that it was actually um if once you're friends with someone for eight years Ooh. you've been friends with them for life so just not easy. quite you're just, that trying to,
1: just trying to opt out of our of a lifelong friendship right now i feel like it <laughs> sounds like i think you're just trying to delay this trying to get rid of yeah music.
0: actually hey, hey, hey. bebop just gave me a thumbs up that that is true it is is eight years.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And And Bebop is in in in. your studio. Let's check in in
0: 2023.
3: All right.
1: Well, I I guess we will have to I was planning the celebration for later this year when it happens, but I guess we'll have to postpone this an entire year. You will have gotten uh, coronavirus again by that point, probably. (laughs) Time's a charm. Yeah, I again thank thank you thank you so much. You know, you you could be you could have easily said no, you don't have time for us, but you're, you're here. You're, we're gonna make this work. We are we are very excited. And I was correct in saying this is your uh your first podcast, correct?
3: That is very accurate. You guys are popping my, my podcast and cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, as oh. I know, you've done as, for a few others before me. Yes,
0: performing. yes. <laughs> I'm I was to gonna do say it.
1: it's not that. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not that kind of show, but I you know it is that <laughs> it kind is of show. Today. Yeah, you know, I think it's really
0: gonna. Be, I think it's gonna be a little saucy today because we. I haven't podcasted in uh, over a week, so I'm coming in hot today. The mic's hot. It's been a while. It's been a, it's while. Been a
1: while since we've uh, we've gotten in studio to do this. Uh, I'm also, you know, I'm very tired right now. Who, who knows what's gonna come out of my I'm mouth? I've up. been waking up at. I've been I've been waking up at five a.m. every day to watch uh, oh. French the French Open. <laughs> I don't know why you have to make fun of me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was me five a.m. people fucking work, buddy.
1: 5 a.m. is early. Like, it's, it's early than, than I had to, to get up for work. I woke up at 5.30 a.m. for, well, not even work, for student teaching.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Just but we about your tennis. Yeah, we,
1: we can get into that. We can get into that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Brett, something I ask every guest that we have on this iconic show of ours is, you know, what their Gossip Girl journey is, uh, when did they first watch the show, you know, how long did it take them to binge the show? How many times have they watched it? And, uh, you know, just wh- how they fell in love with the show. So, what was that like for you, Brett?
3: Yeah. So, I had, I was a little, a little bit of a late bloomer when it came to Gossip Girl. Um, I was late to the bandwagon. I, st- I actually looked back and through my texts and found when I, the very, very moment when I first started oh my. the first episode, the pilot. Oh my God. So I went through back to my texts. I found one that I sent to one of my best friends, Joe. And I said... Gotta get quote, Joe on the pod. Quote, I just started Gossip Girl for the first time. I love it. Oh, my fucking God.
1: How many, how many episodes was... had you watched at this point? This was just like the first scene or this was...
3: It must have been maybe like right after the pilot.
1: You saw Serena on the train getting into Grand Central and you were like, yep, I love this I'm show. In.
3: This is it. This is it. And that was on January 31st, 2019. So very late. Um, but
1: you you got there eventually that's the important part
3: yeah yeah exactly and I actually so I start. I was watching it by myself well me and my dog would always watch it and then my mom would always just casually sit down as I was watching and she would you know do mom things she would folding laundry or just like sitting down and bothering me and she kept saying oh my god this is the stupidest show i've ever watched um <laughs> hey, that's pretty much how my mom as would know, as well and i would watch it that was yeah. little did she know that was really just her slowly getting like addicted mm-hmm. to it um mm-hmm. because every time i put it on she would sit down and be like oh my god this is so stupid she and would like, go and unfold all the laundry it. so she could refold it and
0: watch <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly
3: so she, of course, became completely enthralled in in the world of the upper east side, as did i, and so that was the basically the end of january twenty nineteen and I saw that we finished it sometime in the mid to late twenty nineteen so I'd say it was about not bad eight five or six months um from twenty
1: nineteen you, yeah. you uh you I got it knowledge. all in before the before the world ended in twenty twenty so that's yep. that's very good and so have you watched it since then or it was just you went through it the one time, and now uh, this is the first time you're revisiting an episode since then.
3: So I watched it all through through 2019, and then I haven't watched it since then until Gagan. If you remember, a couple weeks ago or months ago, I don't even remember when I texted you and I was like, "I just started your podcast. I love it." Do you remember
1: that? You think? I, of course I remember that. I, <laughs> I I let it go to my head instantly, and I said, "Wow, we are doing something right." <clears throat>
3: So as soon as I started watching the podcast or listening to the podcast is when I started to rewatch it again. And I got through I think maybe to my episode and then I stopped.
0: All right, wow. I you know, oh, wow. so so I continue with the with the podcast. I was say I got yes, through yeah. one episode of the podcast and I stopped it, but I continue watching the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is good. That that is that is what we like to hear. Um so also, what we like to ask here is, um, who is your favorite and least favorite character of the show?
3: Um, I'll start with least favorite. I like to give the bad news first. Um, Good. It would have to be. People are gonna hate me for this, Vanessa. Are you oh, kidding I, me? No, of course
1: not. Everyone's gonna love you for that. <laughs> okay. <corrective>. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just don't guessing, know how uh... people.
3: I feel like people are just like mixed on her, and some people oh, are just no, no. like, what? I wow. I mean, nice. no, yeah,
1: this is you are correct, been... sir.
3: Somewhat of a okay, Vanessa great.
1: renaissance led, of course, by, um, friend yeah, of the pod, we're, Mel we're, Sullivan. Thank God Brett's here to her put troops. a stop to that. <laughs> yeah, but All right. Most so I, so I, people, I mean, that. Friend of the, friend of the pod, Nicole Horn, um, not girlfriend of the pod, the, 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 uh, no. other Nicole. Not, Girlf- yeah. Girlfriend of the um, pod,
0: Nicole does, uh, rub my horn.
1: <laughs> okay. It is that kind of show, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but <laughs> Nicole Horn just sent me today a, uh, an anti-Vanessa TikTok. <laughs> so I was out. very, very happy with that. So yeah, uh. Vanessa, I guess, kind of polarizing, but I think most, mostly, everyone hates her. So, great opinion <laughs> so far, Brett.
2: Good,
3: awesome. Um, okay, and then my favorite character, I guess. So i have I have like my favorite character, who is just like, okay, it's so cliche that everyone, a lot of people say it, and it's Blair. Yeah,
1: um, so so super I... too.
3: She's had. Good she's stuff. just like, she's grown a lot. Oh yeah, so actually, up until this point. And then obviously into the future, she has like the biggest, I think, character development. Um, But then my less common favorite character, I guess, would be Eric. Oh, yeah. oh yeah.
1: Yeah. you know what brett you've got really great opinions you know, this is a very pro eric podcast a are. very pro blair podcast we ask blair, this, these questions
0: it's... as if they're like opinion questions but you as actually a right <laughs> yeah, and wrong answer right. <laughs> 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 eric is a great supporting yeah.
1: character um i i have i came in hot with my blair love at the beginning brendan was a little yeah. slower to hop on the train but yeah my my mm-hmm. love for blair waldorf knows no bounds i she's one of my favorite um you know tv characters ever so very excited to talk about all things blair um,
3: gagan so you yeah. you said your favorite from the beginning was blair but was it was she always your favorite or I, no no
1: because from like, my first because you, you had watched it of course, before yeah, of course during the
3: podcast so you know what happened. from
1: my first from my first time watching I, I had heard people had said listen you're gonna love blair blair is blair is blair blair is the best and so i knew it was going to come eventually people also are very high on chuck and i famously said chuck no way i'm never gonna like this guy uh, yeah we all I say would eventually it. I, we all say it well, I eventually <laughs> change that as well but i, I have i've told brendan this and I, i've told everyone this that um the first season very big on the on the humphreys and serena um And Jenny, Rufus. I like that whole unit in the beginning. And then uh, Serena, also very charming as well. And then I uh, sour on most... I mean, Dan and Jenny, I still like. I like Dan less... More so on this watch. And I, it feels like I like Jenny a lot more on this watch. But Rufus, I end up despising, as we will get into today. Oh. Uh, Serena, I also end up just getting very annoyed with. So, But for season one, those are the people I was riding with. And then, I mean, by the end of season one, though, obviously, I love Blair. And then starting in season two, I start to love Chuck as well. Um, so that, that's when it they started to uh, to take over for me.
3: Sounds like very common, very common opinions.
0: Yeah, I I'm wondering if we should add another question to these uh, early episode interviews. Should we ask them who their favorite and least favorite lonely boy is?
1: (laughs) Yes, out of the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Spice things up a little bit.
1: Yeah, we'll start that. We'll start that for the next one because I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, it took me by surprise. So I can only imagine. Sorry, my my headphones,
3: my microphone, something's going on. I can't
1: uh oh oh god yeah yeah, oh, yeah. all right i yeah, do um, you... what brendan
0: well i, I do we... i'm not always gonna say something i was gonna, actually maybe i was gonna say something. i was gonna say you i thought he was about to uh say i got no snare in my headphones
1: <laughs> first of all brendan <laughs> you literally were about to say something and then i cut you off which is why i stopped and said what brendan well you i don't, know why, you I don't know why you're giving me the attitude what do you mean my tone <laughs>
0: But, but I was about to say some bullshit, so it was accurate.
1: Okay, well, I, back to what you were saying earlier about a bonus question. I actually do have a bonus question for Brett. Um, people people may not know this, but Brett, has a, a very important role in society in general, I guess, uh, yeah. once a year, me and uh, friends of the pod, Molly, and future friend DeRosa, and maybe possible friend Pete, we all get together <laughs> once a year and rank the hotness of the every quarterback in the nfl and since it is a panel of four sometimes we'll be split two two on the decisions and uh you know when deciding where to rank them and when that happens when we have a deadlock that just cannot be broken we always have to call up brett as a tiebreaker nice. so on those days he knows he has to be readily available with his phone yes. in hand he's got dual screens set up so he can do <laughs> some re- like he's like he's weighed from impossible he's doing so That's much great. research um yep. to, to get the end so on this show we also like to discuss hotness of of people and Lots. I don't remember Brendan's exact hotness of the character rankings but I, I know it differed from mine. So yeah, it was all over I the place. will not tell you I will not tell you who our number ones are. Ooh. But Brett, you're going to have to break the tie. Who is the hottest cast member of of Gossip Girl?
3: Wow. Oh my god. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's really bringing us in here. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Dan
1: Okay, great. So, we the my favorite, <laughs> love being correct. This is a great episode so far. I am just objectively correct about everything. Did <laughs> I get that right? Yep, uh, in my opinion, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> so, this is something that we'll talk about this a little bit when we get to the uh the scene here, but just off the bat, this is like kind of like a running thing like the past couple seasons. I don't know why Blair, like the character, is so down on like she's always talking to Dan as if he's filth, like he's not like the attractive fucking hunk yep. he's like the hottest guy in the entire school and she's like "Ugh, no one would like dan I'm like are you kidding you me Brooklyn. like everyone he's would from Brooklyn. sit on this guy um yeah i guess so but I, I think it's part of her like disgust of him is looks like in, the, the way she speaks of him it sounds like she would never bang him and like why would you like no matter where he's from you gotta want some of that <laughs> you date. gotta you bang him. It. no matter where he's from Come you, on. Got,
1: you have to bang him it's, it's crazy with that vest that he keeps wearing this season
0: yeah, well, it's not as bad as that... St- I think like he's had worse vests, honestly.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let, let us get into this episode. Um, with the reading of Bart's will, Chuck, brother, Jack, and Blair learn the fate of the Bass Empire. Rufus and Lily's relationship is strained as Rufus seeks details about the ch- child he never knew he had. Noticing that his father has been acting strangely as of late, Dan does some investigating and uncovers Rufus and Lily's secret, putting him in the awkward situation of deciding what to do with this shocking revelation and whom to share it with. This episode... As I mentioned, it's called Gone with the Will. Brendan, what is this title referencing?
0: It is uh, Good Will Hunting.
1: Brendan, is that your final answer?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't uh, given a joke answer in a while, so I thought that the fans were clamoring for it.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I bet they were. Yeah, They're yeah, all hooting yeah. and hollering right now. They had to <laughs> pause the podcast. They were laughing so hard. You, you had me worried. You had me very concerned.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Or, oh, wait, I Brendan. should have made a Wind dixie joke. Damn, I don't know.
1: Okay, well, it's, it's far gotten... too late for that. I'm sorry. Right. But, yes, you were correct. And uh, for the first time in a while, you are back over 500. Hell, yeah. Or 8 for 15.
0: We've had a good seasons. little easy stretch here.
1: Yeah, it, they have been kind of easy, not to discredit well, they've been all, either, but... either
0: easy or, like, impossible.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right, good job on that one. Very impressive. Original air... <laughs> Date of this episode: January twelfth, two thousand nine. We were a little freshman ninth graders, younger than even Little Jay herself. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, let, let's just, let's just dive right dive in. in. So much to cover with this episode. Like it starts with, with yeah, that's right. It starts with Chuck getting ready for the big will reading. Uh, Jack also seems to be looking forward to it here, and Blair is also here because Chuck asked her to come for support. So I guess Chuck and Blair are back on good terms after that whole uh, rigmarole of the last episode. Mm. So Jack is going to tell Blair to come out with him tonight. Uh, she's not interested, but once again, Jack says it didn't seem that way on New Year's. So it, it's seeming more and more likely that they perhaps slept together Ooh. on New Year's. Uh, yeah, is that is that what you're what you're thinking, Brendan? Uh, yeah,
0: I, I guess sort of. I was hoping at least they did hand stuff, but I'm glad
1: that you think more. You were hoping that they did hand stuff at least. Least okay. Well, <laughs> glad, to, glad to know. Um, Blair Blair is claiming that it meant nothing, but Jack seems to be willing to uh, blackmail Blair with this, as he like lightly threatens to tell Chuck about it. I mean, he, never sleep with a blackmailer. They're always gonna oh. you know use this to, to get the upper hand here um our friend nate he's also back from wherever he was last week doesn't have much to do this this week but he's here no and uh he tells chuck, chuck he's here from this for uh for some backup here i guess uh, when when they were all saying that they were just here to like support him i was like is this like an open will reading i don't know how these work <laughs> yeah. but, like anyone who wants to can that's just come question. but then it's like they don't actually get in the room they just kind of like wait outside in the right. waiting room i guess so i don't know what the, the deal was with that
0: yeah i guess it's kind of like uh supporting a friend that's going through surgery in a way, like you can't go into the room, but you can stand outside, right. and just they know that you're there,
1: <laughs> and ju- and just kind of awkwardly sit there and wait for them to come out.
0: Yeah,
3: you can also barge in at any time. Apparently, <laughs> That's <as true. laughs> does. That's so good to know similar, for similar to, yeah. Yeah, similar similar to, to
1: surgery. Yeah, similar to surgery. Yeah, you can just barge in. <laughs> they actually, before most major surgeries, they ask if anyone objects, and you can barge <laughs> in and, and say, "I object." <laughs> Leave his appendix in. Yeah. I, I love pulling that trick <laughs> at, at surgeries usually. Not even for people I know, it's just, just like barging into in random rooms. Yeah, to it's the always appendix,
0: a lot of fun. The, All the appendix rooms.
1: Appendix wing, yeah. My favorite (laughs) wing of the hospital. (laughs) At the loft in Brooklyn, Dan and Jenny are getting ready for school. Uh, Jenny seems pretty excited about her prediction that Rufus and Lily are hooking up on their trip to Boston. And she's very confident that this is what's going on. Dan's trying to tell her that's not the case. But obviously, uh, he knows more than he should right now. He knows about the kid he found out last episode. He doesn't know what to do about it, though, because he's not allowed to tell Serena. But Serena keeps calling him, and he keeps avoiding her. So, Uh, tough spot for our boy Dan here. Ah, uh, we will see how he navigates this later in the episode. But first, we have to go back to the will meeting here. Uh, and, and as I said, Blair and Nate—they're just kind of waiting outside. Uh, Blair, n- Blair wouldn't have come to the party if she if she knew she wasn't going to be a VIP, which is a great thing to say in any <laughs> <Yeah>. will reading. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily couldn't even be bothered to show up to her dead husband's will reading because she's in <laughs> she's in and She she just it's sends her lawyer. Move. She's <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she she's got to fuck Rufus today. She can't she can't be I mean, Come on. Worried and, about the minor thing. didn't go and...
0: into the weekend for that, but she kind of knew in the back of her mind that's what she was there for.
1: Mm-hmm. She she knew she, she could, knew. All she had to do was say she still loves him, and at any point this could be a bonus.
0: fest. We'll get to that later. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts.
1: I'm sure you do. Yeah. Thoughts? I was gonna <laughs> say
0: it now, but I'll, I'll try to maybe be a little professional. I, it's funny because I, I, I've noticed like through editing these that a lot of times. We'll, I'll say, we'll get to it later, bud, and then I'll give my exact thoughts for that moment, like at that very moment, instead of waiting until we get to it in the plot. So maybe I'll just, I'll just stop saying that. <laughs> okay, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it bothers anyone, but it bothers the shit out of me.
1: <laughs> uh, Jack has been named as Chuck's legal guardian since he is now his closest living relative, uh, so that should go well. And Mr. Will Reader here asks if Chuck is okay with this, and... They they have a little uh, rat-a-tat here where he's like curfew none Girl sleeping over yes please <laughs> and then he says I'll allow it so it is interesting that this is presented to Chuck as a choice because I can he just say no if he doesn't want Chuck as his le- uh, Jack as his legal guardian
0: I guess he has some say but I, I feel like he'd have to choose somebody else then
1: what's ca- like
3: you can because don't they like the state can assign you right a legal guardian
0: maybe that would be I the ultimate yeah, if guess, he chooses no I for guess, Jack then they would just. Give him one.
1: Put him in the foster system, I guess. Mm. Yeah, so I guess he chooses Jack here. Um, all of Bart's assets are being put in a trust, which Chuck will have access to on his 18th birthday. Uh, as shitty as Bart is to his son, were either of you surprised at all that he didn't just like completely freeze Chuck out of the will for being such a disappointment to him?
0: Um, no, I, I wasn't, only because there's been some shades of him and Chuck connecting a little bit and like saying like, you know, I know, like that, especially the episode where he told Chuck that he never blamed him for his mother's death. Like there was some, some father, some connection there. So I thought that episode alone I think made me believe that, right he, after he, that he, had he had some hope.
1: He updated his will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think
0: he's always in the will. If anything, he might've changed it for the worse after all that, when he would like, I think right. like he all of a sudden just became a dick before he died. Um hmm. But no, I I, I could sense that he maybe had some, some love for his son.
1: All right, well, that's that's nice. At yeah. least he had some. For, some at least he got something when he died. Um, yeah. As for Bass Industries, which was the news everyone was waiting to hear, 29% of the company remains in the board's hands. 20% of the company goes to Lily Bass, good for Lily Hell here, yeah. and, who was about to leave him, <laughs> but now she just gets 20% <laughs> of the company. Because at
3: this point, how long were they actually married for? A
1: year? They got married in the season one finale, so half a year, half probably. Year.
3: Yeah, that's like a, that's a win. That's why she does this. I mean, definitely, yeah.
1: She marriages knows what men, she's doing with all these, it's all business decisions yeah, with all these marriages. Yeah. This is her job. And so ja- <laughs> yes, this is her main occupation marriage. Um, <laughs> Jack asks about the other 51% and the will reader gives Chuck a letter that part asked to be given to him. Um, They're very big on the letters on Gossip Girl this season. (laughs) Everyone is writing letters to everyone. (laughs) And uh, Chuck is not interested in reading it. He wants to know if he still gets his inheritance if he doesn't read it. And then he's like, yeah, okay, I'll pass, and just walks away. But Jack takes the letter and goes after him. Obviously, everyone is going to want him to read this. They're outside now, and Nate and Blair are also trying to convince Chuck to read it. It's his dad's last words to him. But uh, Chuck thinks he already knows what's going to happen in the letter, how much of a disappointment he is to his his father. Uh, He thinks his dad is going to, you know... One last chance to really belittle him, and um, we know that Bart is the shittiest parent in the world, but like, what a savage move that would have been to write out a letter telling your only son how much he sucks just so you can <laughs> insult him one grave. more time <laughs> after you die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get one more, one more yeah. dig in. Um, that's what I'm going to do to you, Brendan, and you'll have to read it live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so I'm going to kill you just to hear I- it. Okay, great. <laughs> so, I mean, this is going to be used as evidence someday when I die. <laughs> when I die. <laughs> uh, you might want to edit that out. Yeah. I'm also. I'm, gonna, I'm I, I've been here. cutting
0: out all the parts where we threaten the president's life on this show, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good—probably for the best. <laughs> um, uh, Jack goes to open the letter, but Blair snatches it away from him so she can read it out loud to everyone, and it reads, Dear son, I know I've always been hard on you, but my goal was always to prepare you for this day, to so help you go from being a boy to a man. Sadly, there is nothing like the passing of a father to aid in this rite of passage for his son. Ultimately, I do feel that I did my job and you're prepared for the next chapter of your life. Therefore, I'm bequeathing you the majority share of Batch industries. Oh, man. Big shock. Shock and surprise all around. What a twist. Chuck, this 17-year-old kid, gets control of the company. Nate and Blair are excited that Bart actually believed in Chuck, but Jack just gives a nice uh, son of a bitch as he looks up in the air. <laughs> and... Chuck is taking this as an insult, though. He he still hates his dad for how he was treated his whole life, which is fair. And he doesn't even want the company as of right now. And honestly, if I was Chuck, I would also be fine with just the yeah. billions of dollars of inheritance money without having the pressure of running an entire yeah. company at age 17.
0: Like, Do you want a really hard like, job and a lot of money like, or just a lot yeah. of money and no job?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the best of both worlds here. Yeah. Um, so he tells Jack if he wants it, he can have it, and Jack looks very pleased. And, uh, I mean, yeah, they're going to struggle over this throughout the episode, but this really does seem like the best idea, to give the actual adult control of the company and just take your millions of dollars and right. do whatever, literally whatever the fuck you want.
0: Especially someone who's also been running uh, a part of the company, I guess, in Australia. Is is it related, the company, I'm guessing, since they're brothers?
1: Yeah, it's the Bass Industries. Just Australia I mean, branch? Yeah, the, the Australian
0: <laughs> branch, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's already been doing it, just on a smaller scale, so yeah. m- it makes sense.
1: I mean, this is definitely... Both all Chuck knows and, how to
0: do is run a burlesque club.
1: Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing in his resume is buying a burlesque club, selling a burlesque club, and buying back a burlesque club. And, and buying apparently a bar, putting or almost buying a bar. Yeah, and then apparently putting all of his money in bonds at one point, <laughs> so that he couldn't help Nate out. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know if Chuck really knows what he's doing, but Eric and Serena are walking to school. Eric keeps trying to plan dinners with Jonathan, and Jenny just keeps showing up to third wheel. Uh, very unfortunate that Jenny doesn't have any other friends right now, but <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like Eric will do this later, but it should have happened sooner. Just tell Jenny that he wants to have a date night, so she should get lost. Like, it's not that crazy of a suggestion, and it doesn't go well when he does try it later, but... Obviously, she comes around by the end of the episode. So, I mean, this is just a conversation that needed to happen eventually.
0: Yeah, it, they, they stretch this out into an entire episode plot, but it could just all yeah. happen in one scene.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um, is uh, it's anti Humphrey's session here because Serena also complains about Dan, but it's it's kind of the opposite problem as Dan is not talking to her at all, uh, probably because of what's going on with their parents. So, we know that he has this major secret that he's not allowed to tell Serena, but Serena doesn't know that. So, and this is where I come down on Lily here, where. If really if Lily really needs to be the one to tell Serena and Eric this news, like why on earth wouldn't she tell them before she left for Boston? Now Dan has to hold on to the secret for days, for however I mean and if it's up to Rufus for like months probably before they come
0: home. <laughs> right. It is very frustrating because he calls Rufus. He's like, No, still don't don't do it. Lily's gonna come and tell her, to, please, Dan, don't don't you dare. It's my Rufus impression. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Rufus. Um and so Eric now finds Jenny and Jonathan, and they're already talking, uh, and Jenny's very excited to tell him that she and Jonathan have decided that they're having an Edith Head film festival. Um, Brandon, how come we've never had any Edith Hel- Head film festivals? <laughs> That's
0: a good question. Um, I, maybe because I don't know who that is.
1: Uh, Brett, are you a big Edith Head <laughs>
3: Edith Head is an American costume designer. I just Googled it.
1: Yeah, she was in The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow.
0: Look at that. Edna?
1: This is Edna? Yeah, this is Edna.
0: I guess Edna, I've been an Edith really. head head all along. <laughs> yeah, didn't even know it. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um Make some incredible is, costumes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Hold on, she I, looks I, just like her. That's amazing. Mr. incredible never looked so good. I mean, Edith head did wonders on that entire family, the yeah. entire incredible family. She's Incredible glasses?
0: She she's the reason for <laughs> Mrs. Incredible's curves.
1: Okay. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Eric says, you know, great, but obviously we know he's not loving this because uh, he, he just wants to get some Edith head of his own from Jonathan, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the reaction yes. I'm always looking for.
3: <laughs> uh, this really is like the, the, the Nick Nick at night late show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Nick at night late show. Everyone's favorite late night show. <laughs>
3: After dark. <laughs>
1: So uh, Serena's going to find Dan in the courtyard, and uh, she tells Dan that he has nothing to worry about because Lily called her from Boston and said there's nothing going on between her and Rufus. Um, First of all, again, Lily calls Serena but can't still can't tell her what's going on. And, you know, if I'm Serena, I would have follow-up questions like, okay, great, if nothing's going on between you and Rufus, then why the fuck are you two yeah. randomly in Boston <laughs> it's, it's, right now? Like, what, the, what do you mean? Yeah, is this <laughs>
0: just a friend's vacation? I don't know. <laughs> exactly
1: uh, Dan's obviously still uncomfortable here um, Serena's like "Con, my, my mom's usually pretty honest about these so things global. Which, I mean, so global so funny yeah we must be thinking of different Lilies because she <laughs> usually is not honest she's like no oh, she's honest she once told me Sarkozy's a bad kisser and Dan <laughs> replies "That that's a relief not, not the thing about Sarkozy that's actually pretty disappointing yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> say, Dan, Dan is funny Dan's a funny guy
3: he's a funny guy right, I had to look up who Sarkozy was
1: confirm if he was or was not a bad kisser
3: <laughs> Just who the heck was that? Do you know?
1: I don't know. No, I don't know who Sarkozy is. The did, did, I mean, so only Sarkozy
3: you're... that could that would come up in Google is Nicolas Sarkozy, who was the French president from 2007 to 2012.
1: Oh, that's you know, like okay, the
0: current so. French president at the time.
1: Yeah, smooching yep. with Lily here.
0: Wow, yeah. good for her. well, She
1: while well, she was probably married. Wait, to someone, she was I in think. Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah She oh was in a hospital. She was new timing Rufus
0: in Paris. Maybe. Um Maybe it's, so, Maybe I, I the wonder, baby is the French president's.
1: Maybe. Oh, my God. I wonder if you go to Google and type in, is Sarkozy, would it autofill to a bad kisser? I wonder if everyone <laughs> flocks to Google after this Gossip Girl episode to see if the rumors yeah. were true. <laughs> I think
0: if you also it, – it'll autocorrect if you start writing uh, Ken Bart Bass. It'll autocorrect to drink
1: Baja Blast. Drink a, drink drink a Baja a, Blast yeah. or do a, do a kickflip, the two <laughs> number yeah. one questions yeah, yeah. about Bart Bass uh speaking of lily we go to boston and rufus and lily are anxiously waiting on a couch when dan calls rufus and as you brilliantly uh did an impersonation of earlier uh dan is kind of pissed and rightfully so as we discussed last week the, the reason they broke up in the first place dan and serena was because serena was being so secretive and now dan is being forced to be secretive to keep this big secret from her and she can already tell something is up all because their parents can't get their shit together right now um But Rufus, yeah, Lou's going to talk to Eric and Serena as soon as they get back, so uh, you can't say anything. And Dan's like, I don't like lying to my girlfriend, which is obviously overheard by the Minions, who just so happen to be right behind him. And they immediately say that they have to tell Serena. Uh, Nelly Yuki tries to jump in to say they don't know what it's about, but uh, if you remember the events from last week, the Minions hate Nelly Yuki right now, so she's not even allowed to talk because she's still on probation. I-, I told you this was going to happen to poor Nelly Yuki. She really misplayed her hand yeah, last week. Yeah, you
0: did. I mean, to be fair, you've seen the show, but you, you did tell me that.
1: Oh, bro, here we go. So just because <laughs> I've seen the show, I don't get to make predictions. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Nelly Yuki's is like, we should at least tell Blair, and they're like, well, we can't because she's with Chuck again, and they start complaining. And one of them is like, well, his dad did just die, and Penelope says, yeah, like a month ago.
0: <laughs> and that is a fair timetable. <laughs> yeah, after exactly. a month, like, all right, who cares?
1: Yes, so so Penelope lets them know that they're on their own for this one, and we know that whenever Penelope takes charge, it's going to be a disaster. So when when will Penelope learn that she is a minion and should not be taking the lead on these plots?
0: Yeah, she's had a, a little stretch now where she's just been absolutely savage, like yeah. no well, no this, care in Yeah, the world.
1: this One does, I, I guess, kind of work out for her. I don't know what her end game yeah, goal I, was, but at
0: the end of the episode, like when her whole plan comes to fruition, and like the whole gang gives. Dan and Serena a look of like we got you. I'm like, "Why did you do that?" Exactly. Like, yeah, what did what, they what get is, out yeah, of What this? did you get? <laughs> I
1: don't exactly. understand.
0: They didn't that's do anything cool. to you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know why they just wanted to make Dan and Serena miserable, but that's what they wanted to do. <laughs> I mean, gross. they did succeed. So good, good for them. And, like, the thing is
0: like they also don't even get credit for it cuz it's through Gossip class Gossip Girl, gossip yeah. girl blast. Yeah. Um,
1: Unless Penelope just like stands up and says that was me, I sent in a tip. Yeah, that may be, and then maybe. was like, okay, it. great, great, great job, Penelope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Blair tries to stop Chuck here. Chuck thinks that Bart is just setting him up to fail from beyond the grave, and Blair counters by asking if Bart would leave the entire company to Chuck if he didn't think he could handle it. Um, I don't know. What What do you guys think? What were Bart's motives here, leaving his uh big company in the hands of a child?
3: Well, in, in in his letter, he said that he something like. He did his job as a father to prepare him for like, yeah, did, going I, from boy to man. And I'm like, what did he do? What did he do to prepare him? And he nothing. Thinks was yeah,
0: okay. b- mentally abused him.
1: He's writing out his will just like, yeah, I nailed that whole parenting thing. He's ready.
0: <laughs> I think it was a way to, like, to make it seem like his parenting style had purpose you know yeah, he's of. like
1: well if someone's leaving you in charge of a company i must have done something right yeah. it's like bart you're the one leaving him in charge of the company <laughs> but <laughs> that shouldn't matter um I, I, maybe it's just that bart is dead now so what the fuck does he care if his company succeeds or fails yeah. like he's hanging out with lucifer right now he could give he could give two shits about his but company. I'm, also,
0: I'm also wondering yeah, definitely lucifer uh, i was wondering how late he thought he would die that he already had this will written out like he's he's a pretty young man you know he wasn't old. He's was yeah. probably his 50s
1: yeah, but when you're like the most powerful man in the city, you have to be ready for someone to assassinate you. Right,
0: but, like... yeah, but it was so
3: sudden. Yeah, and it was like it sounded very specific very to this moment.
1: I bet that Bart's the type of guy that updates his will every right, year. Right,
0: that's what I was getting at. Like, was it supposed to be like a a lifelong will that would that would fit any situation, or is this like a more recent right, like thing?
1: he he thought that he thought that uh, Chuck was going to be like 25 when he was reading this will, but instead he's only 17.
0: Right, maybe, maybe it would have worked out better, assuming he had. Maybe some business experience by the time he got the will.
1: Right, exactly. Um, so Blair's trying to convince Chuck uh, to let him let him know that he can do this. She believes in him. But he says he wouldn't even know where to begin. And Blair tells him to start by reading the rest of the letter. I didn't even know there was a part two. But um, Blair, Blair, I guess, left the second part out. I guess she can keep a secret, unlike other people in the show. And Jack sees them talking to each other and looks not too pleased. So already, I think he's going to start trying to uh, get the wheels in motion to kind of sabotage Chuck here. Um... Dan walks out of school to every single person getting a Gossip Girl blast, and the blast asks if Dan is cheating on Serena. It brings up Georgina for some reason. Don't know where she came from, but (laughs) uh, Gossip Girl also puts out the call to action for everyone to dig up dirt on Dan to get to the bottom of this one. I don't know if we've ever seen Gossip Girl, like, have a call to action like this before. Like, targeting someone, be like, everyone dig up dirt on him. (laughs)
0: Let's find out more. Need to know
1: what's going on.
0: I guess when the story is juicy enough, like, they, 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 they don't have the whole scoop. They want the rest of it, so go and get it.
1: Some girl's unhinged right now out of control hasn't had a good story in a while i think she's getting desperate that could be um but chuck enters jack's office or wherever they are and he's now read the entire letter and seems to be changing his tune he uh starts off the conversation by telling jack he owes him a lot and that he saved his life when he didn't want to be saved and jack responds with some casual transphobia about almost going home with a thai waitress who had a penis which is not great but these uh, kind of shows unfortunately this kind of thing happened all the time in shows from this yeah. era, uh, where they're kind of treated uh, as a joke. And it is Jack who is saying it, who is a terrible person. So at least it's not a protagonist who is making this joke. But Chuck, Chuck does, does like laugh along, like, and oh, yeah. Yeah, we, who is seen as like one of our protagonists, we we could have done without the line being played as a joke. But uh, it happened. So I, you know, can't can't change it. It happened fifteen years ago.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, th- there's this, and there's another line later he says that makes me just like just like jack overall like it's one thing to be yeah. know, like a conniving person or whatever but his his jokes are just bad even even if like this is uh delivered in a funny way or it's like a you change the context of the joke and it, it's not offensive it's just like not funny like it's just bad and you know overall
1: even when chuck is feuding with jack like he will always laugh at jack's a joke. He's always like, huh nice one. <laughs> yeah, nice one, yeah all these little nice, clips he nice has. One. He thinks are so clever and they're, nice one just, unk. they're very yeah. they're
0: just like low-hanging fruit. I don't I don't like them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's he's punching down here. We don't we don't need it, but uh so Chuck tells Jack he has changed his mind and wants to take over the company. He doesn't even want to wait till he's 18 and he like gets given everything. He wants to start right now. And Jack, again, is making some great points. He's like, this isn't an after-school job. You have no experience. You aren't ready. From a business standpoint, this does seem like a terrible idea, having a 17-year-old kid in charge of it. Like, I I just said, we're all saying we don't like Jack, but I hate to be on Jack's side here, but Uh, he's completely right.
0: It's just like, the the thing that makes it difficult is his motive. Like, you know, he just wants it because he's greedy, but he is right.
1: Did you think this was going to be the new arc for Chuck, the important billionaire businessman who's just like in charge of everything now?
0: That would be a good spinoff show.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so, back to Dan. He's walking down the hall. He sees that all of his books and his lunch have somehow been taken out of his locker and thrown on the floor. And How did they get into he- his locker? I don't know. They've just somehow scattered everywhere. Even um, with the combination,
3: I still can't yeah. open a, a locker. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Dan is picking them up, and Blair, who I'm sure does not – like, she, there's no way she thinks that Dan is cheating on Serena, but she's going to kick one of his books away anyway and just say, missed one, as she continues walking away, which, fucking iconic behavior. Um, was this your joke of the episode, Brendan, even though it's not a text? No, it, it
0: did come from, from Blair, though, later on.
1: Okay, great. I can't wait to know what it is. Um, Blair answers a call from Jack. She says, "What do you want, Jack?" And he answers, "You, obviously." Which Jack, uh, really, is a fucking creep, and we can we continue to find reasons to hate Jack here. Uh, this thirty-something-year-old oh, yeah. man is continuously hitting on an eighteen-year-old, a a freshly turned eighteen-year-old, no less.
0: <laughs> That's right up his alley. I guess the, the freshness is what Jack likes.
1: <laughs> it runs in the family. If you remember from episode one, where Chuck says, "I love freshmen; they're so fresh."
0: Oh wow! And he he also has a similar. Um, Speaking volume to Chuck.
1: Yeah, they all it's like to as speak dramatic, in that, but, yeah, in that like hushed whisper. Yeah, very. Bruffy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a that's a bass tradition. I, I wonder if they all go to like speaking school when they're young. <laughs> Bart Bass had a baja blast. <laughs> Bart Beth had a baja bla- breathier, <laughs> quieter. <laughs> <laughs> so um jack is going to propose that they throw a party for chuck to celebrate him owning the company uh you know just to show their support and you guys must have known right away that jack had to have something up his sleeve
0: yeah of course. from blair point. should
1: know this too as as the professional schemer that he is there's no reason that blair should be falling Parts of me were
0: disappointed by her um like falling yeah. for all of this yeah there's a lot no especially because she is a schemer herself
1: exactly the, the she schemer, should recognize like, the tells yeah
0: yes she has, she has she a, few, says, a few outs all throughout his plot. She has a, mm-hmm, a couple of mm-hmm. different outs, and she fucks up every single one of them.
1: His plan shouldn't very, have worked, but it does. And she mm-hmm. says she's just going to have dinner with Chuck. Uh, he already knows he has her support, but Jack feels bad about how everything went down and really wants to make it up to Chuck. So he is going to get Chuck, tells Blair to round up his friends. Let's make it a surprise. Also very fishy that he just needs this to be a surprise. Red flag should be immediately going up in Blair's head. But again, she thinks nothing of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough look. I guess, I guess you need this in order for Jack's whole plot to happen at all. Of it, it's just tough that you uh, put Blair in the situation. I wish I wish he was pulling one over on somebody else.
1: I know. I, I never want to see Blair hoodwinked like no. this, but unfortunately, it happened. Especially uh, like it, it would
0: be different if it was um, her new stepdad, because he. I think mm-hmm. he, his his uh, sort of conniving ways makes sense because he's a lawyer, uh, right? He's funny
1: and smart. He kills him with kindness.
0: Right. Their their little their battles are more entertaining. This one was just uh his plot seems more lazy and, and unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Um back to the Rufus and Lily storyline. They're sitting at this guy's desk and uh in this moment, I don't know if you noticed, but Rufus is just staring straight ahead as if he's possessed in a trance again. Like this man needs help. I hate help.
0: that look. He's got that look so often. What a
1: lunatic. He's just always just like staring like at a, like not even like just looking at a wall behind he looks the guy, like, not even like looking a at the
0: guy.
1: Yeah, he's an insane person and Uh, So the guy they're talking to, um, I guess some guy that works in the adoption agency or whatever, he was able to track down the family. but That's all he can do. It's a closed adoption. So the only way the birth parents can track down and contact their child is if the child registers with a search service and he has not. And I I feel like Lily was trying to tell Rufus this last week, but here we are. And I'm sure Rufus will take this very well, as he always does.
0: (laughs) As he always does.
3: But if it was a closed adoption, why even say, oh, I found them?
1: that's true (laughs) give them hope just to immediately take it away i found them but you can't talk to them (laughs) i'm gonna talk to them i'm gonna call them right now i'm gonna make lunch plans with them but you can't talk to them
0: i guess rufus just kind of figures that no matter what the case if the kid is out there and he can he can contact the people that have this boy or girl does he even know the gender i forget um they know that it's a son he's he's just so headstrong that He's maybe like, if we well, just write him a letter yeah, as long as so, i know, I know where this person is i can contact somebody that's that can get to him and i just he, he feels so entitled to getting in contact oh with this kid he, he does does not deserve to have this sense of entitlement he, does, he has no right we to just write, be involved
1: <laughs> we just write him a letter everything will change nate wrote jenny a letter once and look how great that turned out we should be writing letters to fix all of our problems <laughs> what do you, he actually he in this moment he says i wasn't aware of my child i have rights i want a lawyer you don't you we don't have just, rights Shut the fuck up for once. Oh my God. And Lily, thank God Lily is here this whole time because she's always going to be the one talking sense into Rufus right now. And she says, their son has a whole life that they are not a part of. And like, basically, think of someone besides yourself. Like, right. Yes, Lily, thank you.
0: Yes. I have a note that says, tell him alone. Leave oh, yeah. the boy alone.
1: Yes. Leave this motherfucker alone. He doesn't want to see you. He doesn't know you exist. You're going to fuck up his life and uh the the lawyer guy or whoever they're talking to says uh he'll reach out to the adoptive parents and see if they can help at all so Rufus is like oh, yeah thanks write them a letter i'm sure they'll they'll understand <laughs> um Serena and Blair here Serena is for some reason very skeptical of Blair getting close to Chuck again even though uh Serena's thirsting all over Dan so like i i don't know if she can get back together with Dan i mean i guess the the way uh <laughs> Blair and Chuck handle yeah. their relationship made a little difference, so that that could be why. But That's definitely
0: you know. it. At least, like, Serena, Serena and Dan have actually dated.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but Blair says they're just friends. Uh, she also wants to know why Gossip Girl has a hit out on Dan. And Serena really is so above it all, I guess, because she has not even seen or heard that's of just, this Gossip Girl shit. blast. Uh, literally, every other... No, apparently not. Every other student has seen this, and the blast is literally about her and Dan, and she cannot tell what's going I on. These are things that
0: really like that bring me back to Serena a little bit, and like I'm so, I love that she just doesn't care at all. Like she's so high in this society, and everyone worships her, and she yeah. could care less about everything. It's really, it's amazing.
1: She doesn't have time for the bullshit, and. No. Uh, now she wants to know who started this as they turn around and see the minions just, like, weirdly smiling. And they have a fun exchange here where Serena's like, I see they act alone now. And Blair says, <laughs> it's so hard finding obedient minions. And that made me laugh. That, that may be contender for me for joke of the episode. It's that close. one definitely did make me laugh. It's yeah, it's close. Um, although, you know, not to hate on Blair a little more this episode, but a little bit on Blair for uh, neglecting her minions so much recently. And there's going to be more of that later in the episode. Oh,
0: yeah, it bites her right in that little keister. Late meester.
1: You can't neglect your minions. Yeah. Did you say Leighton Keister?
0: <laughs> I said it's going to bite you in the Keister, Leighton Easter, but I guess Leighton Keister also <laughs> works well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I was kind of talking over you, so yeah.
1: I, I heard bits and pieces of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's nice. All right. <laughs> Love a good rhyme. <laughs> I hate a pun, but make you it hate rhyme. A pun? That's not bad. I hate. I mean, most puns are terrible. Even if they're ironic. If it's a good pun, if it's a good pun, sure. But a lot of times, people are just saying puns to make the pun, and just saying a pun is you know not what? inherently That's funny. True. I'm
0: sorry. I like the groan after a pun way better than the pun. And
1: people groan at your pun.
0: Oh, any If someone makes a pun, even if it's not me, and people just are annoyed by it, I think that the annoyance is really funny.
1: Okay, great. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you love people being annoyed at you. That's <laughs> it's very me. Um, It's speaking after of-
3: puns. It's after dad jokes. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking I'll of, like gro- it,
1: so. Speaking of uh, groaning, Vanessa's back, apparently, and that's when I let out my <laughs> yeah, biggest yeah. groan of the episode. Uh, she and Dan are going to the candy store because they're seven, and <laughs> Vanessa needs to get something for her and Nate's anniversary. I uh, feel like they've only been together for two weeks, but apparently they—they they, Dan mentions that they've been dating for two months. Um who celebrates a two month anniversary? Like, I'm very pro love. I love love, famously. But this this stuff makes me hate couples. If you're going to be celebrating your two month anniversary here, you both, I'm sure, have celebrated anniversaries. Was was candy ever the gift you got your significant other? <laughs> Can't uh, say this. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, I also, <laughs> yes, I think is, I correct. I'll say that I celebrated a six month and a year, and then after the year, it's sure. like just every year. And even like sure. over, over the years, it's just been like we're not going to buy each other gifts or or candy. Um, Happy two we'll, months, here's a yeah, gummy worm. We'll, we'll, like, we'll go out to dinner somewhere around the date, and that'll be like the uh, the anniversary celebration. But all these, I mean, all these, yeah. everything in media makes you think like, yes, yeah, it has to be a huge deal, make it a crazy gift. It's just like an yeah. acknowledgement. Like, all right, here we another year. Yeah. For two months,
1: you get candy. For three months, you get probably candles because that's all these people get each other. Yep. Uh, you know, four months, you probably have to get something else. It just seems like a nightmare to me.
3: I have given a ten-pound box of Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh wow! As a gift, to An anniversary up present.
1: Up. Um,
3: actually, it was part of a part of a Christmas present.
1: Yeah, okay. it was like phase one of the Christmas present.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, Christmas makes more sense. You're supposed to give each other gifts. I just uh, have a trouble with this uh, two-month anniversary nonsense no, here. I don't like it. Um. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa can tell something is up with Dan, and Dan starts to open up to Vanessa. Ellie Yuki also walks into the candy store. Uh, of course, on such a small island like Manhattan, Ellie Yuki is going to walk <laughs> into the candy store at the same exact time and be the, the, the most popular spot in the island, apparently, this candy store. And she's going to eavesdrop so is on the conversation. So everyone off the
0: frozen yogurt and they're onto the candy?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah last week the, was you, the frozen yogurt. I don't place. know if you
3: noticed, but she was walking. She wasn't walking into it, but she was walking past it. And then she looked to the oh, side and the... saw the inside, well, she and that's just happened... why she went in.
1: He just happened to. Well, thank God we have Eagle Eye right Brett, Brett on the podcast to uh, <laughs> to point that out. I, I didn't realize that she was just uh, had her eyes out looking. Yeah, Brett's for doing Dennis our Google searches for
0: him. us. He's he's got the eagle eyes. I out told there. you he's what a Brett, Brett.
1: is. He's literally like, way from impossible. He knows everything. He yeah. You know what? Maybe we should hire Brett as our official fact. Oh, whenever we I think Bebop's need something uh, real quick. scared for his job. Well, like,
3: live fact checking.
1: Bebop can still produce, okay. and Brett will just be the the fact guy.
3: You the fat guy?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. no you're token no, fat no. guy. <laughs>
3: oh
1: no, no, we're not we're not bringing weight into this. We're not fat shaming you. It is a uh, fact. We need we need the facts and um and Google research that we all know that you are so so gifted in. Um where where were we? Where were we in this in this episode? The like candy Dan, store. Yeah. Yes, Dan tells Vanessa about the son that Rufus and Lily had together and Vanessa's like, "I cannot believe you're telling me this in a candy store." Like that that's our big takeaway here? Like yeah. first of all, she was the one that demanded him to tell her. That's what, that's she was the one that wanted like, to go to the candy store. He wanted to like, come here. <laughs> yeah. um, Vanessa does give some decent advice, I guess, to stop avoiding Serena. Like, you have to go to the brunch that they're planning because she's going to know that something is up if you don't. And um, that's when some of our favorite recurring characters pop up here. The middle school gossip yes. girl stands. Uh, makes more sense to me that uh, middle schoolers would be in a candy store because <laughs> where else do middle schoolers hang out? The, yeah. the youth center, I guess. I don't know. Our favorite. Favorite as, as these, young middle schoolers, these these uh, um, well,
0: so the fans to build a little more lore around, around Lonely Boys Media, uh, our youth center Lindenhurst, was the first place I ever saw two girls, one cup, <laughs> <laughs> and Gagan knows that to be true. <laughs> yeah,
1: and was uh, it Gagan that showed you? Oh, no, 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 it was someone, it was someone else. He looked it up, and obviously, after like you have to sign in to use the computer there, so the people at the youth center saw the history of the computer then saw who was who was looking it up and then kicked him out and he was like no no no, no. i was i was trying to look for two girls one tupperware it was a typo that's
0: a famous <laughs> a very,
1: gifted, very gifted liar He was trying to look up two girls one tupperware it was a classic mistake anyone could have anyone could have made it and then he got banned from the youth center for a couple of weeks probably that was i forgot about glad that you part. brought that story up yeah <laughs> i'm glad too
0: wow
1: so um, the the middle school gossip girl stands are pissed and are yelling at Dan for cheating on Serena again Brooklyn pig they, uh, they ask <laughs> V how she could let her do this and she's like wait wait you guys know who I am I mean that's such a loser she's says- she's not a She's not at all above this, as she claims.
0: Yeah, she lo- she loved that getting, getting recognized. Oh my
1: god, they're calling me V. You know, you know who I am. And one of them's like, "Please dating Nate Archibald after striking out with Dan Humphrey. Talk about failing upwards. <laughs> Maybe that's my joke in the episode. Actually, just shitting on. Vanessa. It really is. It's great. Um, Dan Dan starts to explain himself, but he sees how ridiculous this whole thing, and he's like, "Nope, I'm not. I am not doing this again." And uh, <laughs> he leaves the candy store. But Nelly Yuki, looking very pleased with herself, because she was able to somehow steal Dan's phone in the process of this.
0: Yeah, this is. She goes from being like a a nice young girl <laughs> to I being a, a damn
1: thief. Yeah, she she got corrupted very easily. Yeah. Um. So Chuck comes home and Jack has already let himself in. Jack apologizes to him, tells him he's taking him out to celebrate. You know, reschedule your dinner with Blair. And I, to Chuck's credit a little bit, I guess. He says he can't reschedule with Blair because Blair has been a good friend to him. Uh, naturally this is when jack has like one of his gross responses to this I d- do you think jack has like all these like gross lines prepared or if they're just or are they off the cuff
3: prepared he definitely has yeah. a little
1: <laughs> He he's a team of writers working for him <laughs> at home yeah um jack tries to convince chuck with some uh misogyny being like hey you want to be the type of guy who goes home to his wife every day come on Bart bass. he was always better when he was single come on chuck come on and uh he knows Chuck's weak spot because very he, opens, he, he opens the door to find three women standing there and tells Chuck not to make him entertain them himself. And uh, dot, dot, dot. We'll see if Chuck falls for this.
0: It's, it's so annoying because I think this isn't even like the Chuck that I feel like I know.
1: <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, we have gone very he's much backwards. 18. He is not of no, age.
3: These are we've... definitely, what, sex workers. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we've gone very much backwards in the Chuck uh, character development ever since the, the death of our dear Bart Bass. So I, it seems like we're gonna have to start all, all over with Chuck, unfortunately,
0: yeah, I guess it'll be like a like a Barney Stinson situation.
1: But don't even bring up how they ruined Barney Stinson's character development. Uh, we don't yeah. have, we don't have time for that one. Um, <laughs> Serena is at the art gallery cafe and Vanessa walks in and Serena's like, "Oh, actually I'm here to talk to you uh she, Serena says she's on a pathetic mission, and I agree because anytime you have to stoop so low to talk to Vanessa, that is pretty pathetic and you' could also just text. <laughs> no 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 people don't believe in that no no not not possible um doesn't serena tries to <laughs> probably not that's pretty funny um serena tries to get uh this you know out of vanessa like what's going on with dan and vanessa doesn't spill even though serena is like batting her eyelashes at her and trying her darndest uh, to get it out of her how could you not uh, the charm is not working on vanessa and she clearly feels bad though as serena leaves and she takes her phone out to text dan about uh not knowing who has his phone uh she doesn't know she's texting N- nelly yuki right now and she you know says the whole thing like literally vanessa's only purpose in this episode is to move this plot forward by fucking up here like even even when she's trying to help dan she is inadvertently ruining everything <laughs> yeah you yeah, didn't
3: he, really have to say the entire thing yeah, <laughs> yeah it's he, very explicit it. it's like he you know that it, thing we were talking about
1: it. yeah just in case you don't let me spell it out for you <laughs> right now and, and <laughs> just so everyone is on the same page yeah
0: here. no pronouns just straight up names.
1: And Nelly Yuki gives the phones to the Minions. The Minions are very impressed, but are still leaving her on probation at this moment. And uh, they see the text from Vanessa. And just like that, like I said, Vanessa inadvertently tells everyone. So now the Minions are armed with this knowledge. And we will see what they did with it. Blair is setting up for dinner here. Of course, candles front and center on the table, as, as I it. will point out every week. And uh, Chuck took the bait because he texts Blair that he can't come because he's working late. He texts her, sorry, working late, next time. Which is actually pretty rude for someone who just went all out planning a dinner for the two of you. Like, he couldn't even call or, like, really apologize. I know he technically says sorry, but, like, yeah. He's uh, he's too busy drinking and partying it up with Jack and the girls. And he is falling for Jack's plan, hook, line, and sinker.
0: Yeah, it sucks. I mean, how fun could Jack even be? Like, do you really want to hang out with that guy?
1: I mean, it... Chuck should also be seeing through this because he knows that Jack wants to own the company. But I guess it is a little more forgivable for Chuck, Chuck, who has known Jack, I guess, like his whole life, probably trusts Jack to an extent that Blair definitely knows she should not be trusting Jack. Right.
0: And Chuck does laugh at his jokes. I guess he does kind of like him in some way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Lily and Rufus are still in their hotel. Rufus is like holding them hostage, forcing them to wait around for the parents' response uh, Lily has already missed the reading of Bart's will for Rufus, and I don't think it's unreasonable that she just wants to go home at this moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> Rufus gets a phone call, and it does not seem to be good news for him. The parents do not want to meet or contact them ever, so good for them for putting their foot down yeah. here.
0: I think uh, I have Rufus read here. Uh, I would not be attracted to Rufus at all at this point if I was Lily. Like, no. how, how could you like this fucking guy anymore? Nope.
1: I, that is what I will ask later Ugh. in the episode. Uh, also, Rufus, of Also, quickly is going, going back
0: pick, uh, to uh, another minute, I just want to point out how insanely attractive Blair looked in that scene where she was getting that text from chuck oh uh, yes this is oh, yeah. probably speaking of character attractiveness this is maybe the best uh looking moment for blair to date
1: wow hi i'm glad we stopped to you know, go back yeah and I, I, knew, I knew it would be worth it yeah. yes very much worth it uh late is beautiful she is one of the most beautiful people on this planet so yeah um thank you for recognizing that um Back to Rufus, who, of course, is going to pout about this phone call. Uh, You know, every time I think maybe I'm too hard on Rufus. You know, he he just found out about this. He just wants to meet his kid. But I cannot take the pouting and whining and self-righteousness from a 40-year-old man. Like, I think Rufus is the most entitled brat in the whole show. And that is really saying something. A show about entitled bratty teenagers.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's really true. And what does it for me, too, is that, like, he'll have these moments of annoyance like this. and, And usually a character will kind of resolve that issue within the episode but he doubles down episode after episode and he never grows from yeah, exactly. it exactly so it gets, it's so hard to just keep watching
1: yeah, there's never any growth of him it's always back to square one and it keeps kind of like working out for him so he's not going to stop like because he's he gets a meeting with the parent eventually after yeah, this yeah and he gets um, to fuck lily too like yeah, exactly. he gets all of it um, how do you get he gets all of it you're being a piece um, of shit and you get everything you need <laughs> We go to the party that Blair put together here. Serena wants to know who the random old people are, and Blair tells her and us, as the audience, that they are members of the board of Bass Industries, and that Jack wanted Chuck to be able to get to know them. How on earth is Blair not putting this together? That this is a scheme. How can how can she be? How can she be so blinded by Jack? We we yeah. already know he's not a good person. It is just so unbelievable to me, as we've already discussed. But it, Brendan, were, were you? I mean, you're much dumber than Blair is. Were you putting the pieces together at this point?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as soon as he enters the episode and smiles, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Blair tells Serena that Chuck had to reschedule last night, and uh, Serena gives her a look that I would also get pretty pissed at as well. Blair's like, sparing with those expressive eyebrows. I can't wait until you get Botox, which is another— There we go. That's the um, one. uh, That was it? That was your joke of the episode? Yeah. Good good choice, good choice. (laughs) Very good. Um, Blair is just proud of Chuck that he's taking this very seriously as she gets a message from Jack that they have arrived. Um, Jenny and Dan also arriving. Dan is sarcastically saying how he can't wait to celebrate Chuck. And Jenny goes to find Eric to do some more third wheeling. Uh, Dan also reveals here that he lost his phone. Doesn't seem too concerned about it, though, even even though he has to use his dad's old ancient phone. Uh, maybe it's just me, but when I lose my phone, I freak out way more than these characters ever do. I, yeah. I guess they can all afford to just get new ones if they really <laughs> have to, but still a major inconvenience. Yeah.
3: So I'm wondering, is his phone number now connected to this old phone so even if they get texts even if he gets text to his other phone that the girls have they wouldn't get it
1: right you'd think yeah yeah plot hole i don't know i'll have to yeah when we get if we get anyone from the show on this podcast that'll be the first question we ask Yeah, we will get one of the writers on (laughs) um so Dan finds Serena, goes to talk to her. His his big move for acting normal is just proclaiming how much he loves brunch. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm here. Brunch, it's a great meal. It's the best invention of all time. We that <laughs> is I love funny.
0: That is a good way to fit in because brunch is like a widely loved like beloved thing so if you want to sound yeah. normal that that is a good way to, to try and do it even if it is sarcastically
1: <laughs> anytime i'm trying to blend in anywhere i'm just gonna be like you yes, guys for all those it? aliens
0: out there <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and we or do have, have a big alien well, audience uh yeah. brendan you haven't gone down the breakdown of people that listen but you did we were saying the audience uh listenership has gone up recently yeah it's the, the alien, more alien listenership. Than not yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. That we're now at 51% alien.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually well 49% because they actually the, the other shareholders of Lonely Boys Media. I forgot that. You're not a part of it at well, all. It's the other half is all aliens. They, it's me and Wow,
1: them. good to know. Yeah. Um, I sold so two Blair <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. We'll talk about yeah, that off off pod. Yeah. Um Blair makes an announcement that Chuck is coming up and this is like <laughs> the most absurd part of the episode as Jack walks in and they all start singing for he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> <laughs> whose idea was the most absurd thing I, okay. of... well, I, the, li- I love that thing song
0: is... in one piece of media only being spongebob
1: yeah of course okay the thing is listen i don't care if you love the song if you don't like the song um this is the most absurd thing i've ever seen because have you ever been in a room of people where they earnestly start singing for he's a got a jolly good fellow for someone <laughs> ever no, no. so ridiculous and funny to me like i was it is literally really funny laughing i want, I want this to happen lab. to me now he's coming he's coming for he's a jolly like it's so insane <laughs> and they, and they stop singing when they realize it's just jack that walked in yeah, and, like, uh, the, the come
0: down from that is really funny like the he's a oh, jolly, oh, oh. it's just
1: jack <laughs> um, blair's trying to ask jack where chuck is But the minions interrupt and tell her what's been going on with Gossip Girl, and uh, they also want Blair's okay before they release the news that they have. But once again, Blair is too preoccupied with other things and just tells the minions, "Fine, whatever, release Uh, it." Blair, another misstep by Blair here, not paying enough attention to her minions. Um, yeah, I understand. She didn't even know what they
3: were talking about, right? No,
1: no, no, she didn't. She just said, "Fine, release it." I understand she doesn't want to be bothered, but still, this is this is what happens. So Penelope is going to release the big news. And uh, as Blair is trying to ask Jack what happened last night, but before she can, Jack introduces her to some board members and tells Blair to take them to see Chuck, who is hard at work in his office right now. Uh, and uh, once again, I'm sorry to keep you know, getting on Blair in this episode, but Jack just said, Chuck had a wild night right now and isn't in a great state of mind, but she still listens to him and takes the board members to see Chuck in his office.
0: This is, so this is the scene where I'm like, you know what? Maybe she could save this right now. She just fucked up with the minions. Maybe this is her chance to know that she's getting duped, but uh, if anyone's going to go up there, she will know what to do to like kind of cover this up, knowing that Chuck's going to be the bad space. Like she should put this together and be able to kind of like make some, make up some excuse to say, like, Oh, Chuck can't come to the door right now. Like go up there ahead of them or something. And like,
1: Right. Make something up. Take them into the wrong. Yeah. Take them into the wrong room. Accidentally right. lock yourself into the library. Oh <laughs> no, we can't get out. Yeah. What? Ha- nothing to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she just takes them right to Chuck. Um. <laughs> before that, Jenny. Jenny sits down at Eric's table and uh, asks what he and Jonathan want to do tonight. And Eric breaks it to her that he wants some alone time with Jonathan. Uh, you know he he wants he wants to fuck like that's what it comes down to and he can't do it with Jenny right there in the room. So who
3: doesn't right? Who, who doesn't yeah. these days
1: in, in this economy? Jenny doesn't exactly take it well. Uh, listen, I, I've done plenty of third wheeling in my day, so I definitely get Jenny yeah. feeling left out here. It's, but, it's a big uh, high she... school
0: relationship thing too. Where if, I feel like any well, if, if I had one girlfriend in high school and I think I, I we hung out with everyone's friends a lot, it was like a big group affair. And any anytime I didn't have a significant other, I would be hanging out with a lot of people that did have them, and it was just like in high school. You're kind of just one big group. You don't really get that much alone time, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah. I don't know if, if uh, you guys echo those thoughts.
1: Oh, I uh, yes. honestly did not have ha- have any significant <coughs> other and was just third-willing everyone, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm, so I'm more had... of a Jenny here.
3: I think yeah. I had three. I had three oh. girlfriends. Three girlfriends? Nice girl. Yeah. And I think oh, I, only, I actually only kissed one of them. <laughs> And the shortest relationship of those three, I think, was like three months. So we were dating. I dated each of them for like you know quite a long time for high school. Oh,
1: hey, hey that is definitely a long time. Um, After that, well, glad you got one kiss out of it. Yep. Yeah. Congrats.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just one, just one, one smooch. Just one a little.
1: Um, Dan and Serena are on good terms here, but uh, not for long, as everyone at the party gets a Gossip Girl blast. And, of course, Dan and Serena are the only ones at the party who do not look at the blast, as everyone is just staring at them. And Serena finally checks her phone to see what's going on, and Gossip Girl tells them, Hold on to your floppy cable-knit hats, kids. Lonely Boy's secret is out, and this one's a doozy. It wasn't cheating, but there's definitely a third party involved. Seems D and S share a sibling. While I'm always a fan of star-crossed lovers, at least Romeo and Juliet didn't share DNA." Am I wrong here, or do Dan and Serena still not share DNA? They still DNA? do not. Like, no, you're you're right. Maybe. <laughs> I may be stupid, but I was in science club for three years, so I, I picked up a thing or two, and I don't think that just because <laughs> you have a half-sibling, you share DNA all of a sudden.
0: No. yeah, They're, they're related to okay. someone that shares right. their DNA.
1: Wait to be confirmed yeah. correct. Thank you.
3: Because I, I started Googling. I was like, wait, can you marry a half-sibling? And then I was like... You they're were googling that siblings. before
1: you even watched Gossip Girl. You were just googling yeah, like know, for your you know, own for your own you interest. Yeah, I already had it. Uh, I
0: pinned, and I sent it to him. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, what would be bad is if like now one of these two sought out the half sibling to go date them. That's no good.
1: would be te- yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> I would not, I would not advertise that. when, yeah. when you actually are blood related, that is where I draw the line. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, now, because Lily never got around to telling her kids this, and because Rufus forbade Dan from saying anything, now Serena and Eric get to find out this big news on Gossip Girl. Uh, they should have known. If it waited too long, something like this would happen. So I'm gonna blame the parents on this one. And everyone is just staring and laughing. Nelly Yuki <laughs> included. She's officially on the dark side after this yeah. one.
3: Yeah. It's honestly not even funny. Like, why are they laughing? Is <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that a good joke? <laughs>
1: They're all just laughing. Like this is a this is a real hoot. <laughs> They have uh-huh. a half-sibling, that's
0: hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't they like Serena? Like, I don't understand.
0: Maybe they, maybe it's like, like to these upper siders. it's like funny to have a bastard sibling.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious. So... <laughs> so. <laughs> Claire walks into Chuck's office with the board members, and uh, old Chucky boy here is having a good time with some drugs and some girls. Yeah. Definitely not an ideal moment for the board to walk in on. Uh, Chuck scene, is also like out of. This opening
0: it. scene is hysterical. Like the way they they yeah. zoom in on the coke bag and look at his face is like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm Chuck is out of laughing.
1: sorts. He is. Very wasted. Uh, obviously, the board members are not thrilled with what they see as they storm out. And it would have been funny if the board members were just like, hell yeah, and joined in. Like,
0: <laughs> so de Now we're talking.
1: <laughs> Chip off the old block, Chucky. <laughs> or was always doing this type of stuff in his office. I mean, probably. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised they're so uh, so appalled at this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Women in
1: Brazil's that is an exact quote yeah that's a really really good impression (laughs) so uh serena is freaking out now she also finds out that dan knew and she storms off so poor dan who was put in an impossible position with this one but uh good thing for him serena does end up being very understanding about this
0: right that's what you met at him as she is a situation
1: yeah of course this entire
0: show is just no
3: communication i know that's the whole thing that's that's teen
1: dramas in general baby as a lack of communication and people just kind of showing up and overhearing things that they shouldn't be hearing. That is the formula for any great teen drama. So Claire and the board and Chuck all come back into the party room. Chuck clearly has no idea what's going on. Uh, And the board members tell Chuck that they knew he had this reputation. But since Bart left him the company, they figured they must be wrong. But they have no idea what Bart was thinking. And during all this, Jack just keeps looking over and like gleefully smiling. Mm. Claire, though... She's just so disappointed in Chuck, and Chuck kind of takes it out on Blair. He, yeah, well, he asks if Blair did this, and he's like, I don't need your help. Stop trying to play the wife. I mean, Oof. guys, it's it's so clear that this is all Jack's doing. Get, get your heads out of your asses. Stop blaming each other and realize that this is Jack's fault.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating, and the two of them should be better than this. But Chuck's also not in the right state of mind right now.
1: Well, Yeah, that, that is true. He's all coked out right now. Yeah. Captain would be proud. <laughs>
0: very proud imagine you see Captain. my boy <laughs> <laughs>
1: if I had anything to leave you i'd leave i'd give you whatever i had in my will too
2: from what, what
1: <laughs> jail right now um dan is uh trying to explain to serena why he couldn't say anything but again serena who is no stranger to lying says she gets it so that's good at least and uh dan thinks they should call their parents to let them know but uh serena's not ready to do that yet and Jenny come outside to ask if it's true. Serena confirms that it is. And Jenny hears this and does her best Nick Weiger impression. She just goes, wow. Wow." (laughs) Double wow.
0: (laughs) Double wow. Love to see it.
1: (laughs) I also like that Jenny is already to start... uh, She is already ready to start making jokes. She says, uh, I guess that's why we fight like siblings. Yeah, her saying this
0: more and more is like... Makes it harder and harder for Dan, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, well, she keeps... Yeah, she keeps making that joke. Like, she loves making these like uh sibling jokes more than chuck does it seems yeah, chuck loves does. making those jokes as well um it was weird i thought that dan responded with uh yeah we fight like siblings but we fuck like lovers and put his arm around serena like, <laughs> that was, it was an insane one. line yeah insane line to include on the cw i was yeah. really surprised that, that dan honestly said that. those
3: moments are my favorite in the show when <laughs> especially in the earlier of the show when all four of them are together like being siblings yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah. it's like so cute and endearing
1: yeah, I I I agree. And uh it
3: kind of seem like a, a little squad of like superheroes or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it, it is like the like the closest thing we see to a, a real family in the show like besides like just the Humphrey clan in general, but there's still like it's only a a triforce there and like one of them is really yeah. annoying. So like to get the full six is like a, is a nice characters that I can all find redeeming qualities in in one group.
1: Yeah, a whole a whole unit. Yeah. So that's fair. Uh, Dan wants to wait until they get all the facts, but Serena needs some time to process this alone, also understandable from Serena. Uh, back to Rufus and Lily. They obviously don't know yet that everyone knows about their dirty little secret. They they did not get this gossip girl blessed. And uh, Lily is ready to leave, but Rufus wants to stubbornly stay, because of course he does. He thinks he's like, oh, the family could change their mind, and uh, we should just write them a letter explaining, <laughs> explaining ourselves. Are like, you fucking kidding me, Rufus? <laughs> um, Lily is trying to be very patient with this, with this child, with this child, Rufus Humphrey, oh, and says... That's not what they want, and Rufus literally literally responds with, "Well, what about what I want? This works out well for you. You don't want to meet your son. I, I've
0: Ugh. never she seen a man have in his forties throw... She's a great smacker.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. she is. I've never seen a man in his forties throw so many tantrums. Um, that's probably not true, but I'll I'll just go with it for, for the sake of this uh, anti Rufus. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. Um, Lily is not going to take this from Rufus again. She she doesn't raise her voice, but she's like, bitch you think I don't think about this boy like every fucking day? And she explains that he hasn't even thought about what happens after they meet their son because Rufus is so, you know, fucking short sighted. Like she says, what if he had a horrible life? What if we love him and it's clear we made a terrible mistake. And, you know, she also explains that they can keep trying to reach him from New York. They don't have to stay in this hotel room. Lily does not want to spend another minute trapped in a hotel room, scared what Rufus is going to, uh, or scared that Rufus is going to hate her when she's still in love with him. And, uh, I don't get it. Like we were saying, like she's still in love with this petulant I don't manchild. child. Like, so stupid. Terrible taste. Yeah. Terrible taste.
0: So, like, big thoughts here on this whole scene. Um, yes. Rufus immediately gets my LVP here because uh, oh don't God. you dare yeah. raise your voice to Lily like that. Mm. And I just, it, it really, really, really grinded my gears. Um, and the other thing was uh, move, move on real quick because I, I got to, it'll, it'll come to me, but.
1: Okay. Can't think the well, right the thing is, Lily says this and Rufus all of a sudden doesn't care about his son anymore and just plants a kiss on Lily and cut to the next scene where they have just <laughs> fucked. We are <laughs> like this happened very quickly. Uh now all of a sudden they're all lovey dovey and reminiscing about the good old days. Like uh it, it seems like they're gonna go for round two, but they can't because Rufus gets a phone <laughs> they're call. About to. Yeah. And uh he answers. A question. Then you're you're a you're a great grammar guy. He answers the phone, this is he. Is that correct, Grammar? Is he? Yeah, it sounds wrong, but I think it, it might. I think it might be correct.
0: It depends on what they asked, I guess. But yeah,
1: assuming they asked, is this Rufus Humphrey?
0: Yeah, it checks out. This
1: is he. <laughs> Brandon, the next next, next time I introduce you on the podcast, you should say, "This is he." This is he.
0: Maybe I'll just cut Sorry, all the bullshit at the this, beginning. I'll say, "This is he." Is
3: this, this Gagan?
1: Is this
0: is he. Yeah, it works. Okay.
3: okay.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me try it. To you. This is this Brett?
3: This is he.
0: Oh,
1: mm, I don't know. That was good. No, oh, that didn't. That
0: oh, shatter. it didn't sound
3: right when I said it. Yeah, maybe it's, it's the COVID. That's why.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, probably. All right, Brendan, let's start with you. Is this Brendan?
0: Hell yeah, brother.
1: Let's <laughs> get this is riveting content here. I'm sure everyone is <laughs> thrilled about. It. We are an hour and ten minutes into the podcast, just devolving into this nonsense. <laughs> anyway, um, it's the can we adoption... say
3: this. Can we say this is we?
0: This is we. Do to, well, to answer on uh, Someone was like,
3: there's, "Oh, is this Brett Gigan and Brendan?" <laughs> <This is laughs> we, we had we. to say it simultaneously.
0: We? though, as a group. If can
1: we say, uh, "NBC's This Is Us" in that scenario. Oh
0: yeah, but I, yeah. I, I like This Is We only if we we could kind of get it to be like a a court. If we had a fourth, maybe even we could do a quartet situation. We're like, "This is we. This is we. This is we. This is we." This is we. That'll be fun.
1: I'm glad I was about to move on, but we decided <laughs> to spend another minute on, on the On
0: plural version.
3: <laughs> I think it was beneficial.
1: How do you feel about how do you feel about this is they <laughs> all right. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line. That's okay, it. great. So it is the adoptive father on on the line, and he doesn't want his wife to know, but he actually wants to meet with them. So we'll see what happens with that. But first, we got to go back to back to Chuck, who is back in his suit. He sees Jack eating alone. Oh, that I song. remember the thing. I was just oh, going to
0: mention how incredible Lily's monologue was when she goes off on Rufus. Uh, it, it was like I feel like cause you, rem- you reminded me through Chuck. Um, it's been a a little bit of a tough acting episode for me where Mm -hmm. honestly like chuck and blair's performance today like i think maybe it's just because it was so out of character they just they didn't know how to do it and they just like were a little bit cringy today um along with jack being a bad actor a lot of it being like a little bit subpar for me lily just nailed that uh like very dramatic reading it was just really really good um and not so soap opera he was like just overall good
1: Completely agree. Lily was really, really good in that scene. I think, yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, So, back to someone who you do not feel was was good at acting in this one. Jack is gonna monologue about how it's unfair that his. Dear brother, shipped him off to Australia and then left the company to a teenager. Which yeah, that that definitely is a slap in the face. Um, tra- Chuck tries to, <laughs> tries to hit him where it hurts here by like bragging that his dick works for longer than five minutes. But Ch- Jack just laughs and is like, okay, great, you can have that. I'll I'll take Bass Industries. Like Chuck can't take shots at Jack because Jack has already won. Like you can't get right. Jack down right now by making fun of his penis. <laughs> hey, it would be okay. absurd. It would be absurd if this actually did get Jack mad. If he was like, oh, you take that back. I can use my dick for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. I was wondering too because like the whole stipulation here is that, um, whoever is the, his his legal guardian would get control if the shareholders deem him not capable. Right, um, and
1: wouldn't you know it? That's me.
0: That's the, yeah, and that's that's what happens. So, you wonder if once he's no longer in need of a guardian, does he then have the right to get it back? Like I don't know how that works.
1: I think if I think I, I would assume that once Jack already has control of the board, like those are his shares, and now he can do what right. he wants with them. So. Yeah. Um this it sucks, is if why he always... was
0: eighteen, then it, it, this clause wouldn't even be in effect.
1: Right. Like this is why it you always have matter. to read the fine print. Yeah. Good move on Jack here. He found the loophole. Yeah. And uh I, I know I listen, I know we're Chuck boys here to a degree, so uh, our instinct maybe to to take Chuck's side here, but was Jack really even that out of line? Like, yes, he pretty much tricked Chuck so that he could get the company, but he didn't force Chuck to do anything. All he had to do was ask and Chuck was down to do whatever. I mean, the fact of the matter is Chuck proved immediately that he probably was not fit to run the company.
0: No, you're right. I mean like, well, Blair even points this out. Like you, you kind of did this to yourself. No one did it to you. Well,
1: all Jack did was bring attention to it. Like, yeah, it was done in an underhanded way with bad intentions, but it was a good move, and Jack was probably right to do it. And even though I feel bad for Chuck, like, I hate signing with Chuck. Actually, I take it back. I don't feel bad for Chuck. Chuck is a teenage billionaire right now. He's going to be fucking <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't-
0: but he did, <laughs> like- he did. He showed his shoe colors here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jack's in charge now, and Chuck is aghast. <gasps> okay, great. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that reaction. You're welcome. <laughs> um... Eric is going to talk to Serena here again, always the most mature character, one of Brett's favorites even. And he checks in, asks if Serena's okay. And yeah, he's, he's just always so compassionate and understanding. Uh, such a great person to tell your problems to. Serena he has is great advice. Does. No, he yeah, really always, He's the most mature character best. in the show. And he's <laughs> one of the youngest. Um, Serena's having trouble getting over the fact that she shares a sibling with her boyfriend and King Eric is on our yes, side. She says Eric. it's a little twisted. Yes. Yeah, short King Eric is on our side Says, it's a little twisted, but so what? And if Eric is saying that, I knew that I was Every right all time along.
0: time this guy fucking speaks, he's just gold. He crushes Brett,
1: it. do you agree with us that uh, this isn't that big of a deal? Dating your step-sibling, even even if you have a half-sibling?
2: Step-sibling?
3: I don't think it's a big deal.
1: Thank you. You are on the right side of history. Us three and Eric are yeah, all I have agreement. it written
3: down somewhere. It says, like, why Why do they care?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: And uh, especially it, it, when Dan's the whole Dan and Serena thing against... Lily and Rufus being t- being together, I'm like, why? what does it matter?
1: That's what I'm always saying. We can it's all be re- happy. Yes, date each other. Who cares? Yes, you're technically step-siblings. That, that's just, step-sibling that is, is just so a selfish. label.
3: It is so selfish of them to tell their parents that they cannot date because they are dating.
1: It should never have to be one or the other. Like, everyone date each other. I, who cares?
3: Date them all. Anyway
1: yeah we talk about this every week this is really just we should rebrand to the, to the also, incest boys
3: so another do you have any um other lines from eric from that one part where he's like um advising serena i
1: not not that uh not that i can think of off the top of my head why do you have a line that so you i just wrote shared?
3: down i just wrote down like he always gives really great advice he had he's probably the most sensible person on mm-hmm, the entire yep. show always <clears throat> And he just tells her, whatever you're going through, Dan is going through the exact same thing. I'm yes, like, and why is it so difficult for
0: people?
1: Eric <laughs> like is it's... also an empathetic king.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: He, he understands how other people are feeling as well. Like, he, I mean, nothing but love for Eric on this show. Absolutely. Glad yeah. we're all on the same page. Um, Dan is going to find Nate at the Art Gallery Cafe and... Uh, Nate is there for his and Vanessa's anniversary. He's eating his candy. They have truly run out of things for Nate to do, apparently. And before Dan goes, Nate tells him that he saw the blast. He knows what Dan's going through. As soon as he said that, I knew Dan was going to respond very sarcastically, which he does. But Nate takes it in stride. He explains, no, no, no. I know what it's like to have your most personal details exposed to the public. But through that, he's able to find out who his real friends are. And Dan doesn't get it at first, but Nate is talking about him. So you know, oh, what a uh, what a bro moment between the two bros.
0: Yeah, I, I love this scene. I've, I've been waiting for them to be friends again because we got a little bit of the Nate and Chuck being back together again, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but what about Dan and Nate? Like, I, yeah. I I love I like I like that friendship better because it brings Dan into their world, and I love that.
3: I was secretly kissed. hoping that they would start. Yep, yeah, start making <laughs> yeah, out right yeah, there. I beat
0: you it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <mean, laughs> I
1: think everyone worried. was just, we were just sitting staring at the screen. <laughs> to the, two of the top hots. Two of the Two of the top hots <laughs> Um, I, you know, I did sense a little chemistry there. Not obviously, you know, there's, there's not still as much. How many al-
3: more seasons to go,
0: so uh, there's, yeah, there's still a possibility. Yeah, four and a half seasons left. Dan looks a little more Sorry. nervous. I think I think Nate wanted it more. The look in his eyes <laughs> made it seem like he was like, "Is <laughs> he yearning for it?" But Dan, he's being he's very. I can't uh, dating someone right now.
1: Yeah, very suggestive with those gummy worms. Uh, I oh, think he was yeah. clearly giving it, giving him some eyes. There's not as much <laughs> longing there as with the Blair and Serena situation, but I, I think yeah, we definitely something. see some chemistry between the two. Yeah, Maybe it's more so, sexual
0: tension than it is just like actual love.
1: Right. Um back to Rufus and Lily. And they are meeting with the adoptive father. And he's explaining that his son, Andrew, or their son, Andrew, all of their son, Andrew, was out surfing and was caught in a riptide and didn't make it. And uh, Rufus responds with, if we had known, we wouldn't have even bothered you. I I fucking hate this man. Like, This this is exactly why Lily was telling him to think of someone else besides himself for once in his life. If we had known. That's the whole fucking point. He didn't know. So we shouldn't be barging into these strangers' lives. Like, whatever. We went over this already. But Jesus Christ, I cannot stand him.
0: Yeah, this is this is uh this is what you get. bitch. He
1: even gives uh Rufus and Lily the newspaper article about the incident. So some supposed uh proof that this actually happened. This and
0: is very suspicious here. I didn't realize how suspicious it was until we get what happens later on. Right. I'm like I don't he didn't need proof. <laughs> like I I try take you at your word.
1: Since since I know you're not gonna believe this incredible story, here's the newspaper article, so you can fact check me. He's a hundred percent dead. Here's my <laughs> proof. Um just wants to know if he was happy and the father tells her that he was always had a smile on his face from the beginning so at least he had a great life even if it was cut short imagine just like Um,
0: he goes no miserable little fuck
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) no he he fucking hated life as a matter of fact uh like yeah um but no he, he had a happy life uh chuck is going to show up to blair's and he has flowers and he's apologizing for screwing up, but uh Blair has had enough. She can't stand around and watch Chuck self destruct any longer. Chuck tells her, but Jack sent me up. But Blair agrees with us that she says he has no one to blame but himself. Like <laughs> Jack didn't had to had to uh do that much to get Chuck to uh make a fool of himself. Right. So if Blair's saying it, I know I'm right. I love, I've been right about everything so far in this episode. Like, this is a, really a top-tier episode for me. It really is. <laughs> I've, been, I've been proven right about every single thing. So take that.
0: Who's, who's proving the, the rightness, though? Is it just you about yourself?
1: Well, Blair confirmed what I said. Okay. Eric confirmed earlier. Brett confirmed earlier about who the hottest character is. Everyone is just agreeing with me.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: There's my proof. Yeah, you didn't expect me to have receipts like uh, <laughs> oh, Andrew's shit. dad did with the, with the newspaper article. <laughs> Here's a a newspaper article saying that I'm right about everything.
0: (laughs) Written by me. (laughs)
1: Um, This is obviously our uh, classic Chuck and Blair scene of the episode, the contractually obligated Chuck and Blair dramatic scene. Uh, Once again, very emotional. Uh, I know you said you didn't like their acting in this episode, but they always... You know, do well with their uh, one-on-one scenes they, at the end of the some, episode. It,
0: you're right about that. Like the, not to give you more credit, but <laughs> you, I heard the, you heard that Brett. He yeah, said I was yeah, right. Yeah. Just if you're keeping score at home, a lot of, there's a lot not of episodes where I, I'm so annoyed by the two of them, and their mid-episode scenes are like bad sometimes, and then they're they have a lot of classic scene enders or episode enders, right. you know?
1: Yeah. Um, much like this one, yeah. and all she wanted not to classic, do was be but there for a good one. And, uh, yeah mid-tier when we uh when we rank sure. these at the at the end of the series all she wanted to do was be there for him but today when he called her his wife he made it sound like the ugliest word in the world and this is what chuck does things are going well with blair so he says or does something to sabotage it and we go back to square one which begs the question are these two ever actually going to get together brendan or is chuck going to just continue playing the same game every single week
0: you know this is one of the will they won't they in tv that I've, I've seen that is so toxic that it, it makes me feel like they shouldn't be together like a lot of a lot of Mm -hmm. other ones are just so situational and just like bad timing and all that stuff and this one's not bad timing at all it's just like two people going back and forth and just being mean to each other and it almost makes you want to root against them sometimes
1: yeah i get that i mean at this point to me it really does seem like blair is done playing the game and just wants to settle down with chuck
0: we've gotten that feeling from her i think a couple times already now
1: yeah, but to me, it feels like we are just waiting on Chuck now to cut the shit because
0: well, we were, were and, saying- and then now, but now she's done. So then, but then, right. the, when, then by the time she comes back around, he's going to be done too. It's just like they, they, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's never. It's, it's one of the more yeah. exhausting. Will they won't they? Is, I'll say that.
1: Yeah, and this scene ends, ends with her too. throwing the throwing the flowers at Chuck's feet, and uh, well, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see how long Blair stays being done for. Uh, it seems right. like you do not believe her that she's done.
0: I don't. I really don't. Okay. I, I so, I'm surprised for how much I like these two characters. I do like Dan Serena's relationship a lot better. I like yeah, the two a characters. Fun relationship. Dan yeah, I like, I like the two of them less individually, but um, mm, relationship is better.
1: I mean, if if we could actually see what a Blair and Chuck relationship actually looks like, like well, maybe I mean, we also get like to see
0: including the Will They Won't They part of it. Also, you know, like the whole, right? The no, whole exactly.
1: Thing. It, the main problem is they can't get their shit together for long enough for us to actually see what a Blair Chuck relationship would look like. Right.
3: I mean I think the biggest thing is that Chuck has a lot of growing and maturing and changing to go through. So it, it really begs the question, like, do you guys think people can change?
0: Right. Like well will I... he will he ever get there to be ready for this? Um
1: Brennan, right, you didn't answer the question. I mean can I, I hope.
0: I, I it's just it, people he, can he, grow he, he, but he, he,
3: will will he change yeah. these very specific things that that Blair needs him to change.
0: Right. As, so.
1: I'm a change man, even from the beginning of this podcast. I've gone through a lot <laughs> oh, of growth, oh. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I am willing to guess that he does, only because this show seems like it's going to end happily for him, um, for all our protagonists. Somewhat. Somewhat. But, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting because he has grown a lot since the beginning of the show, and now he's regressing, so it's it's how long is it going to take? I guess i got to stretch it out.
1: Yeah, I mean just wrap everything up i mean they tried doing that at the end of season one they they wrapped everything up and then they had to start all over again in season two so uh dan and jenny are at the loft dan has no plans on talking to serena jenny wants to distract themselves by playing boggle or watching showgirls and uh even though dan doesn't want to talk about this serena and eric show up at the door and uh dan's gonna explain to serena how he wanted to tell her everything but he couldn't and you know say what you want about serena but again she's very understanding when People are explaining their side of things to her. So yeah,
0: it's a good episode.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the one thing that Dan wants to know is what does it mean for them? And uh, I don't know. So the thing is, we like, obviously, there is going to be some skepticism with if their half sibling is dead, actually dead or not. But as of right now, we as the audience think that their half sibling is dead, whereas they do not know this. So if your shared half sibling is dead, do you share a half sibling at all? might be worrying about nothing right now that's
3: a good that like point a, too. if a tree falls in the forest a falling, if a
1: tree falls on your half sibling <laughs> and kills it do you have <laughs> a half sibling <laughs> no one's around it. to hear it yeah exactly i mean yeah i mean they, they only can just go on i mean as soon as the half sibling dies they don't share dna anymore
0: yeah is that what that news article <laughs> said it said that uh the kid died from a, you know. a forest.
1: It's, it's as, <laughs> it says, "Boy, boy dies by getting hit by tree. Half siblings in the, in are free ocean. to continue fucking." <laughs> <laughs> it was a long headline, very wordy.
3: <laughs> but then again, it doesn't matter, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. People have just arbitrarily no decided that you can't date someone if you share a sibling with them. So, uh, exactly. So, Serena says they'll figure it out because no matter what, she wants to be with him. And uh, you know, again, to your point, Brendan, something that for some reason Chuck and Blair have never been able to say to each other. Like Serena is just so clear with Dan; she's just like, "I want to be with you." Whereas Chuck and Blair can never get on the same page and say that to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like Dan and Serena have more obstacles, and they're overcoming them.
1: Yeah, Uh, Dan's trying to find examples about this in literature, but Serena mentions the one that comes to mind for everyone: the the classic movies about step siblings dating, clueless, starring my favorite actor of all time, Paul Rudd. Um, Although I don't believe they. Oh, I was going to ask. I don't believe they share a sibling in that movie, uh, not to spoil you. So, Brendan, you have not seen the classic that is Clueless. Brett, are you a uh, Clueless fan?
3: I have seen it. Uh-huh. I know the, I've seen it Go a few on. times.
1: Um, Go on.
3: <clears throat> could I quote it? I'm not sure.
1: Okay, but you're maybe a fan. Do,
3: oh, maybe, isn't that the one that's like,
1: rolling with the homies? It sounds like um, a song. but
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so It's totally from that.
1: Are you a fan of the movie, though? You're, you seem to be dodging the question here.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah. very ins- yeah. <laughs> yes. like,
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah. People love this movie, yeah, and I it. On what, what, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, wow! I watched it on a on my plane to Vegas in 2018 and fell in love immediately. Um, also, I mean, since we're already talking about Paul Rudd, do you agree with my Paul Rudd theorem that Paul Rudd has never been in a bad movie?
0: Hmm. I haven't seen them all, but uh, I'll agree with it from what I've seen. Right. No, there's got
3: to like, be one. Come
0: on!
1: Oh, he's never been in a bad movie. What's it's not a play TV show. Is, is there? I there watch one with that? Him uh, and
3: Steve Carell, that's really annoying.
1: Um, they were both in The 40 Year Old Virgin together. They were both in Anchorman together.
0: Different oh, one. There's another one. Oh, Dinner we, for Schmucks. That's a good one. Yes, that one.
1: That movie's funny.
0: That movie's funny. I think we saw it's that in movie. theaters. We saw, yeah, we saw th- I was just going
1: to say that. We saw that in theaters. Yeah. That's not a bad movie. It yeah, may not it's be very for you. Okay, but it's not a bad movie. We could argue about this for hours. Doesn't apply to TV shows, because I I watched the uh, Therapist miniseries he was in with Will Ferrell, and that was not good.
0: Really? That's a shame.
1: Yeah. Such potential. But anyway, just just like with me, Serena brings up Clueless, and and it makes Dan feel so much better. So, good for her there. Eric is apologizing to Jenny, even though he doesn't really have to, as Jenny will say to her. But uh, Jenny tries to apologize first, but Eric, like, adorably cuts her off so he can do it. Uh, Just...
0: So charming. Another
1: thing to love about Eric. Yeah, Yeah, very charming uh jenny's like i was saying come to her senses and says she doesn't have he doesn't have anything to apologize for only she does and then she also throws in another that's what family does joke like again she yep. seems to be enjoying i mean her and eric aren't fucking so she can make all the jokes she wants she doesn't feel <laughs> weird about it at all yeah as soon as
0: dan starts making these jokes and it's all off <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, and it's a cute scene as they're all gonna hang out at the loft tonight and um we see Chuck. He takes off his dad's tie and throws it at a framed picture of Bart and storms off. I guess he's running away again. Who, who's to say?
0: Yeah, this is kind of his move, right? I it's, guess he, it's the he, only thing he, he has the resources, You might as well.
1: Exactly. He's just going to go in his jet again and fly to another country. Um The adoptive father of Serena, uh, not Serena, Lily and Rufus's child, is still at the restaurant um, comes over. I guess she was just like waiting in the bathroom the whole time. <laughs> um, and watching he said, fr- from afar, yeah. It's fr- uh, coast is clear. You can come out now. <laughs> he asks, Is it over? Which the husband replies, They won't be back. So, so simple, so quick, so, so ominous here. And uh, he feels awful, but he assures her that they had to do it. He says, They have money, lawyers, they wouldn't have stopped. Now uh, he's kind of right because Lily does have all the money in the world, and Rufus definitely would never have stopped. So, if Rufus and Lily stuck together, it would have been very dangerous for them, but says we already lost one son we're not losing another Brandon, what, what does this mean what does he mean by this
0: i'm guessing the first son they maybe their actual like birth son mm-hmm. dead in, in the dirt um adopted son still alive um and he seems to be worth money or something i don't, i'm wondering if this is like a character that we've met already or what but so ominous uh just okay, so really has the this, wheels turning
1: if, if we follow this thread, if this is a character we've met already, who would you I, think? I that... don't know. I was trying
0: to think, but um, is is like, hmm. I don't. I think I don't know enough of the side characters' names that we've met, like only only a handful of times. So I think it's got to be somebody that we don't see very often. That we might have seen times.
1: A, a it's got to be Asher. Oh God! There we go. There's the name. <laughs> I hope not. God, no. God, please now. Um So Rufus and Lily come home. Lily. Tells him that the idea of a child always made her feel connected to Rufus, and she always thought that they might come back together eventually, but maybe they just weren't meant to be a family. <laughs> as they open the door, and they see their four kids hang out in the loft, and they hold each other's hands, and they, they are family. They, they, even though some of them are dating each other, they are still all <laughs> one big messed up family.
0: And even sort of from the beginning of the series, too, they, they've they spent all of like the main holidays together. They always seem to yeah. come back together as a group.
1: And that's our episode uh predictions what what is uh you already predicted what's going on with their son you don't seem to exactly know what's going on there but definitely something ominous definitely something sketchy with the story that they were telling um what do you think what, what's chuck up to where are we going to see chuck going to next week hmm.
0: maybe to france to see how the new french president is as, as, as a kisser <laughs> um we I don't see know,
1: chuck I, in france I, I'd like to make an appointment with Sarkozy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if the rumors are true.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I think he's just gonna. Maybe he's gonna go on another bender. Like now, he's he's opened up the coke door. Maybe he was gonna go on a coke bender.
1: Oh boy, it's gonna get messy. It might get um, messy. Will they? Will they be able to find anything for Nate to do next week?
0: I don't know, but I, from what little we saw from Nate, I did like it a lot. Hey, he's like he's uh, been drawing uh, on me. That this, this, this all season two, he's been good.
1: He's great. He's 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 been he's been good this season. It's just he they don't give him anything to do. He's just right. awkwardly eating candy.
0: You know, he, he's like to put this into like so good. well, yeah, exactly. To put this into baseball terms, as as we often do in the show, I feel like he's um been a bench guy. That when he comes up into pinch hitting situations, he gets the hit. So he's been stuck with that role and will not get a starter spot because he's so good at the pinch hitting. Maybe that's yeah, what but he's he got still
1: getting out. that star player money because he's part of the main yeah, cast. Yeah, it works. So. All right, let's get into some segments. Of course, my favorite segment to lead off, uh, just to steal another baseball term, lead off, uh, <laughs> oh. will, be, will be user review of the week. And again, I decided to go to the uh, the wiki section and look at the comments to see if there was anything good. And I think this was the same one that was just kind of was talking about Dan and Jenny and how he likes them. Now, this, I don't know why this was a comment on this episode, but keep in mind. This was a comment for this episode that we were watching, and okay. I think it is the same person because they're just talking about Dan and Jenny again, and this person says, I like Dan Humphrey in season one and two when his hair was short. After that, it was bad. Nate <laughs> Archibald is also handsome. I like how both of them warned Jenny to be careful of who she is with. I like how they talk about Jenny in the episode Blair Bitch Project. Nate tells Dan that Jenny called him and wanted to borrow $8,000. Dan was surprised. That's it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> That's all I got.
0: All right. Not bad.
1: All right. Um, next week, Brendan, the episode is called You've Got Yale. Any predictions based on the episode title?
0: Um, I have to say, I have to be honest with you, the uh, next episode of Thumbnail popped up on HBO Max, and I saw the, what, what the description was. So I kind wow. of know the, base, the basics of what's going on.
1: All right, smart guy. What did the description say?
0: Uh, so I think the, the, the gang finds out who gets accepted to Yale.
1: was almost word for word
0: oh wow gang
1: Uh, instead of students oh yeah
0: um but yeah i'm assuming everyone uh nobody gets in except for nate
1: so you think that nate is the only one that gets into (laughs) yale
0: (laughs) yeah he's i I like i like the prediction
1: yeah i like the prediction no everyone's gotta get in
0: obviously because otherwise there wouldn't be four more seasons
1: right okay so we will see if you are correct next week
0: I, i think even vanessa maybe gets in who knows
1: i don't think she applied
0: well that didn't stop her from taking the sat
1: (laughs) she got an honorary acceptance even though she didn't apply (laughs) um let's grade this episode brendan you went first last week so i will go first this week and i'll go with a b this is a perfectly fine above above average episode of gossip girl for me i i mean i know you had some problems with it but It mostly just moved the plot forward, but it did it in interesting ways. Like, as annoying as Rufus continues to be, there is now some intrigue with the Secret Sun storyline, and uh, the whole politics of Bass Industries is also fun to watch play out. And also the four siblings just being together and hanging out is cute. The the only complaint I had was really that they, they just need to figure out something to do with Nate and Vanessa or don't even bother including them in the episode. Preferably the latter option for Vanessa. Just kinda write her out and then maybe free up Nate to do some other stuff. But other than that, nothing special, but still quality. Don't want to put it in C range, so I will I will give it a nice B. Uh, and then do you wanna give your grade now?
0: Yeah, I mean I I complained about it more than you did. But I think it might be even a little higher than you on it, only because the. Oh uh, shoot! I thought yeah. you were gonna go lower. No, I, I, it was so classic of a Gossip Girl life episode from what I've seen so far in that it really smacks you in the face with all these like big bombs that they keep dropping, and like they were they were stupid. A lot of the, a lot of the scenes were like predictable, but like so entertaining because of how ridiculous they were. Um, and I, I think I'm starting to come around on like, the melodrama of the show and just kind of appreciating it for what it is and knowing what I'm getting into. I'm not like rolling my eyes as much as as much as I'm like about just damn like time. laughing at it and just ha- I'm a little bit like enjoying some of these things like like the ridiculous drug scene with with Chuck like I'm <laughs> I'm laughing at it a little bit ironically but like I also do love all these characters um so I mean I, I'm gonna give this a B plus I, I, I did like it all right um, and it was a good, a good happy ending too like the some of the stuff could be seen as sappy too like that the ending with uh rufus and lily holding hands and then looking at their family like that stuff kind of works for me where a lot of the other drama stuff is annoying but funny enough to be enjoyable
1: rufus still didn't even like smile in that moment he still just <laughs> gave that weird like yeah. just stare <laughs> across the room it's hard to
0: tell what's like the murderer stare and what's the happy love stare <laughs> yeah
1: exactly what's the difference? um all right so you're a little bit higher than i was brett what grade do you give this episode
3: I'm actually going to be a little bit lower than both of you. Oh my. So what? I was going to give it a B minus. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm not too into voice. this episode. There were, you know, there are a million uh, episodes better than this one. And of course, a million. There are that are worse. They're approximately 1 million better and 1 million <laughs> uh, worse. Um, but there were a lot of mini plots moving forward here. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. so many moments where you're just like, what the fuck? Like these people are so annoying. Um, so that's what a, a lot of yeah. the like what the fuck moments of like why would totally. you do that how is this per, how is this happening it yeah, is like the bomb so doesn't make sense about,
0: yeah yeah
3: so so i dropped right, it so dropped we're it all
1: uh, we're all ballpark buds here yeah. we, uh, <clears throat> all in the bees so let's move on to the mvp of the episode and listen i wanted to give jack the mvp because he really does win the episode like he, he gets wronged in the will yeah but instead of Instead of whining and complaining about it like Rufus would, he puts a plan into action and easily succeeds in getting it done. He has one goal the entire episode, and he achieved it by completely pulling one over on Chuck and Blair, two people who were very good at scheming themselves. But, I rewatched the episode. You know, the transphobic comment and the general creepiness towards an underage girl, I guess technically not underage, she is 18, but still... Uh, just rubbed me the wrong way too much. So I, I started to look elsewhere. And <laughs> I think I'm I'm going to make you very happy, Brendan, because I'm going to give your girl Lily the MVP. Oh, I think she yeah. does a really great job in this episode towing the line between supporting Rufus all episode, but then also really standing up to him and continuously uh, putting him in his place when, when he's being woman. stupid and unreasonable. So huh. uh, she really was just always the voice of reason and kept trying to talk sense into Rufus. And like we were saying, I loved her performance in this episode. So Lily is getting my MVP. That's true.
0: Uh, I think I'm gonna surprise you because I'm not giving my favorite character in all of television <laughs> the MVP. Oh <laughs> wow, oh my god. <laughs> um actually not that far, but she's she's out there, top ten. Um but someone that you've been a little bit down on all episode, I mean, not so much them particularly, but uh the plot line that they've been given. I'm gonna give Nate an MVP for this episode. <laughs> oh wow. I, this this scene
1: six men of the year, Nate Archibald. Yeah, I
0: mean he 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 hits a pinch hit home run here. The the first scene he's in, he's like a, a good friend for the brief brief minute he's there, and this scene with him and Dan at the end is maybe like my favorite Nate moment of the entire series so far. It just like it was so endearing, and it was my favorite moment of the episode period. So like I I just he really warmed my heart with uh, apologizing. And it was like some actual like endearing stuff. So I, I loved it. I hope I hope yeah it, I, we pursue that.
1: I don't hate it. And you know what? If they would have kissed, I would have given Nate an MVP as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh Brett. Who's your MVP going to?
3: Okay. I was stuck between Eric and Lily, though I think Lily still comes out on top. Yes. And it was mostly because, you know, both of them are really sensible in this episode. Um, Eric is really good, has a really good head on his shoulders and is really good at giving everyone advice, um, especially Serena. And Lily, like you said, was just so so sensible she was just responsible she knew exactly how to support rufus in his tantrums and like help him through that um while being like the responsible adult um so i think yeah she deserves it
1: all right well i obviously agree lily getting two Hell mvps yeah. for this one lvp now it's unfortunate but we have to do it as per the rules that i created for this podcast <laughs> Um, so even though Jack won't be getting my MVP, Chuck's still going to get my LVP. A- as I said, he got completely played this episode. He easily got tricked by Jack. He lost a billion-dollar company in the process. And he took it out on Blair wh- and was unnecessarily mean to her. So he is yeah. the big loser of the episode. I'm giving him the LVP. Good. Brendan, what do you think?
0: Uh, I mentioned it earlier in this episode. Uh, don't uh, yell right. at my girl. If you raise your voice to Lily, <laughs> you'll get my backhand. Rufus, <laughs> you suck.
1: I think Is that a shirt? <laughs> <If> yeah. You... <laughs> On the front, if you raise your voice to Lily, and then on the back, you'll get my back. back. It could be a shirt. Right? That might be a shirt. Merch coming your way soon. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, great. Brett, who was your LVP of the episode?
3: My LVP was the big man baby
1: Rufus as well?
3: Rufus as well. Big man baby. You should know better.
0: Another shirt.
1: Rufus. Getting two LVPS. He should
3: know better. He should he not should be acting. That's another.
1: That's another shirt. He should know better with a big with a picture of Rufus's stupid face. With his, <laughs> his psycho in his look. stupid <laughs> trance, staring across the room. <laughs> That'd be a very confusing shirt if we had a picture of Rufus Humphrey <laughs> and then it just said he, he, should, know he should know better. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, you guys, do you guys? Do you guys
3: have merchandise for the podcast? No, that, I don't, yeah, no. we really
0: should though.
1: I love where we're going with this. Though. <laughs> All right, so that is it for the segments, except, of course, for Lonely Boys Theater.
0: You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater.
1: And for this episode of Lonely Boys Theater, we are going to be doing the scene with Blair, Duck, and Jack in the beginning of the episode, kind of uh, setting up. where the episode is going um does everyone have their script pulled up i sure do right i had it pulled up and now it is reloading again for some reason
0: blair starts with morning jack
1: yes um so i believe usually i am blair and you are chuck which would leave brett with jack so you can stick with jack as your character or can i actually
0: be jacklyn because i have a a joke uh for him that i'm going to go a little off script
1: okay so brendan is going to be jack would you like to be chuck or would you like to seal blair for me I, I will give you the option
0: you know i'll 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 take chuck
1: all right so i have the first line here everyone has their uh, script in front of them
0: i got it i, I hope uh, this is not gonna be worth it but i, I really just need yep. to do this for myself
1: oh, i love when jokes are set up like this <laughs> Like, let's do it <laughs> like my famous joke about foster's beating. Yeah, that was a really that's good.
0: It, i love that one honestly i said it, oh, i great. said it this weekend
1: Oh my god, I'm glad. Yeah, i it's, it's living on. Oh yeah. Um all right, so I will start. Morning, Jack. <laughs> Sorry. Morning, Jack.
0: No thanks I just finished. No thanks. I just finished.
1: <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse
0: me? He said, Morning, Jack. I said, No thanks, I just finished. <laughs> Or uh, alternate would be like, I just just had one earlier. I don't know.
1: Uh, You know what? I think it was the delivery. I think you started laughing way too early that the joke did. I couldn't help it. Uh, Okay. I get it now. He
0: he did not want another morning check. (laughs) Thank you for explaining. Um,
1: Chuck asked me to come to the reading of the will for support.
0: Only thing he's doing is, only thing he's going to need support for is the massive influx into his bank account.
1: Charming. Come out with me tonight. Told you I'm not interested.
0: Didn't seem that way on New Year's.
1: Whatever may have transpired between us, what's important is what it means to me, which is nothing.
0: Do you think it would be nothing, Chuck? Assessment now, shall we? That's not. Ah, no one wants to play today, huh? Let's get this over with. Courage, nephew. I'm going to be running Bass Industries, and you're about to inherit billion of dollars
3: know my father there'll be so many strings attached i'll look like a marionette who wouldn't miss his last chance to put me in my place
1: Wow, oh, very good very what a joke by brendan to lead it off and then what what a <laughs> performance by everyone involved <laughs> oh. yeah I, I was i feel like
0: i was still giggling a little bit throughout that performance and botching more lines <laughs> just really
2: set myself up <laughs> for failure
0: <laughs>
1: uh what a what a An all-timer, for for real. All right. That's all we have, except, of course, for some plugs. Brett, once again, I I have to thank you for coming on the podcast, leading a very busy life these days, getting getting over illnesses, traveling the world. So thank you for um, choosing The Lonely Boys as your first ever podcast recording. Of course.
3: And I did look back at our text messages. So the Uh first time that you mentioned it to me was... November 13th, 2021.
1: So I, I book um, way in advance.
3: <laughs> and I don't think I responded. And then, that sounds
1: like that sounds like you.
3: And then next on January 3rd, which is where we actually wow. doubt the episode. So I didn't really, you, left the me on
1: you left me on read for two months wow. before I had to no, finally. There, there, uh, were, there were text messages okay. in between there. Just unrelated. Okay, good, good, good. good. All right. Topic. All right. Good. Good to know that we have a healthy text and relationship. <laughs> um, so, do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? Um,
3: I don't have anything for myself, but I guess I, I hear you guys, a lot of your plugs are just, you know, telling the people what yeah, you, yep. what you're currently watching.
0: Absolutely. Um,
3: so I love all of the Korean dramas that are on Netflix because they Ooh. are so good. So if anyone has, or if no one's ever watched them they're really really good a few that are really good are crash landing startup the business proposal and yeah that's wow. it. good plug have but you ever really heard of the
1: uh, the korean game? yeah no i i'm sure you've heard of squid game i was gonna say have you ever heard of the korean game show the genius no is that on that's... netflix yeah unfortunately it is not but we we can get you some links to if you okay, if cool. you want to see it. it is one of my favorite shows of all time but uh you know that that's all I got. I, I think right. if you are if you're into watching Korean shows, I mean that's okay. that's the best of the best right there. So they're so good. Um, great plug, uh, Brendan. What about what about you? What do you have to plug? Uh, you look at Happy Boys, Now huh, uh, we, <laughs> we have a we have a thing where we're gonna do. We have the best <laughs> of the best episodes. Uh, come on, God. we're gonna talk about the episode. Right, it it felt aggressive
0: on. from the minute you asked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we. Uh, <laughs> I want to plug the Hobby Boys. Say <laughs> it. Say it. We, uh, say it. <laughs> we uh, just this week released the best of – well, actually, I, I just took it down because there's some editing issues with it. But some of you guys hear oh, this. Oh, that's
1: why it disappeared from my feed. Yeah, feet. yeah. I, 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 I
0: deleted I I didn't have time to go and fix that. But uh, I shouldn't admit being the editor of this podcast that I do fuck up sometimes. <laughs> um, but when you get a chance, listen to the best of part two where we do the countdown of episodes – Four through one is that five episodes or no? I don't know how, that, how this works. Five through one, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the left? <laughs> no It's your podcast. It's, just, like, like, what it's what four you through mean? zero. If there's a zero, I don't know. I'm losing. Maybe I'm tired too. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> I actually, even though there was a lot of editing issues, uh, Mel got served. Reached out and uh, said she listened to it. Got through the. First couple of minutes where there was some issues and still loved the episode and was amazed that we had Hanford on at some point. And uh, just what, a, what an all-around great, lonely hophead she is. I want to shout what, her out and say thank you.
1: I know You call those episodes the best ofs. I call them uh, Peter reads his notes to you guys and begs you to laugh at his jokes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we pointed that a couple times. So what we call the best ofs are literally just one guy uh, decided to <laughs> choose all his favorite episodes and force us to talk about them. Because um, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we pro- ideally we would be in a world where we would have people vote on our their their favorite episodes of the show, but we know we don't have enough listeners to actually get that feedback. So we trusted one weirdo to uh, do that for us. So that's that's now, what it really people, is.
1: Peter doesn't know this, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone is on a podcast and they say and they want to tell you what they had written in their notes. Guess what notes are for? So that you can just say that on the podcast. Don't tell me I had it written down. Just say it.
3: Wow. I think
1: I said okay. that one time. He did. Not to call you <laughs> out specifically. I Brett. think I also do that. <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. I was like, he's definitely talking uh, he's talking to me. Yeah, to both of us. <laughs> right
1: now. No, it was, listen, Brett, this is, this was your first podcast. You're doing great. I, you had no well, idea that that was that a pet peeve Yeah. Of mine.
0: <laughs> so I, 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 understand that is totally fair. I, I also think that part of the issue comes that None of your episodes were picked. I guess you're a listener uh, of, of the, of those two episodes, Gagan, but, I was surprised yeah, to see I, that. Obviously, you just, obviously you're a, a frequent guest and you got nothing. Yeah, obviously, it's shaft.
1: obviously it's incorrect. It's biased. It's wrong. Yeah. Like that's why I would
0: say I wanted to say it was one guy's opinion that was not voted on at all it's just one person who right. said and, these things
1: and we've already established that my opinions are correct i've right yours. so if, Eric it's, said if it doesn't I was align right. with you. said i was right it brett says i'm correct wrong. brendan says i'm correct peter where's his receipt where's the newspaper article that says that his opinions are correct i haven't seen it i mean it's rid- it. I mean, we won't get into it but it is ridiculous so brendan you're gonna plug this podcast i'm gonna give you an anti-plug so it blocks <laughs> your plugs
0: i think <laughs> your anti-plug is giving this even more uh juice <laughs> i think people are gonna be more interested <laughs> to hear what, 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 what all this is transpiring but that's less important than what's really the, the big plug of the day is uh, the OC Boys. Or what we're temporarily calling it the Sandy Boys is uh, going to be out next week, June oh, that's, 1st. I'm glad that's the one that's yeah, sticking. Yeah, this is what's sticking for now. Just <laughs> is the catchiest. But uh, the OC Rewatch podcast with the two of us is going to be out on Patreon. It's going to be a biweekly show. Check all that out. Um, there's plenty of other shows on that Patreon too. Pick, pick your tier and you'll get plenty of goodies. And uh, maybe one of those tiers will have some Lonely Boys merch in it too.
1: My goal is to get two patrons, because if we get two patrons at $3 each, we can split the $6, get $3 between the two of us, and that will be enough for me to get one large Baja Blast. Oh,
0: yeah. Or we could put them in bonds.
1: Yeah, much like Chuck does. We (laughs) we could tie up all our assets in
0: bonds. (laughs) That's all I got, though.
1: All right. As for me, save, saved by the bell reboot uh still unfortunately very canceled right now but brendan i really feel like if you just watch it peacock will change its mind and bring okay. it back yeah i'll try well, it i'll, I'll um, get on that. your
0: first save save the bell
1: have you watched the Save by the bell reboot on peacock i have not
3: i have it's never, never even seen, seen the original
1: you don't need you don't need to see the original they, <laughs> they do reference it sometimes but it is so different from the original the original is funny in a corny way this is funny in a funny way where the jokes are actually really good so um everyone would love it if they would just give it a chance also uh what am i what am i watching right now these days i'm really just watching the french open it's the uh the it's the second round right now by the time this comes out it'll be the uh, third round so everyone root for my guy nadal and my girl sabalenka hopefully they're uh love sabalenka how could you not she's the best um well actually she's not she's not not the best. She's actually falling in the rankings as mm. we speak. But you know, she—that's that, the best thing about her. You never, you never know what you're going to get with her. She could start slumping. She could. Listen, she's going to win the French Open, and Let's she's going to boost that ranking. Um, so everyone, everyone root for my favorites in the French Open. And, and that's uh, only
3: at five in the morning.
1: Starts at five in the morning. It goes from like five a.m. because it's it's in France. So there's a six right. hour time difference, as you know from being being uh, over in Europe recently. Um, right. so. I guess if I'm waking up at five, they're starting at around 11, and then it goes to around you know 6 p.m. So that, that that's what my days look like right now, as I have finished student teaching just in time to watch tennis all day. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um, besides all that, you can follow me at MaddieFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy, and this is Twitter. You can follow us on. You can follow the Hoppy Boys Podcast at the Hoppy Boys Pod. Uh, Brett, you technically have a Twitter, right? But you don't ever use it, so I don't know if you want to plug that or not.
3: Nah, I'm good. Unfollowing <laughs> me. Never never it's tweets. I
1: had to I had to unfollow him because I was getting nothing from him. Wow. I'm sorry, Brett.
3: Yeah, you got you can't um, overstate that that following count.
1: You you can't. understand. I'm gonna go I'm actually uh, going on an unfollowing spree uh, possibly Uh-oh. tomorrow.
3: Beware. Have need to a long maintain bus. a good ratio, right?
1: Exactly. Gonna have a long bus ride ahead of me. I'm gonna unfollow a bunch of people. <laughs> We're gonna get that following to followers ratio down a bit and uh, that, that's what my day'll look like tomorrow. Sounds great. <laughs> also, gonna unlike a bunch of tweets. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm really just uh, stretching this out to try to get us over two hours. Somehow we haven't hit the two hour mark yet. We could do we could do the who it is he bit again. Right? Oh, no, that was it, a good this one. This is he. Oh, uh, was last. Very what was the last one though. So this is they. This
3: is they. NBC's. This is they. they. So this how is they. Would, what would that what would that um be a response to?
1: Um. Is this is this the, is this the Lonely Boys? <laughs> this is and we say in unison, "This is they." yeah i guess that, that works
3: actually yeah that that's works. actually how we're gonna
1: end the
0: podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking bad.
1: of ending the podcast seamless segue on my part are we gonna do um, that
0: are we gonna say uh you know you love oh. it xoxo this is they the lonely boys
1: <laughs> i was gonna say lonely boys this is they okay, I guess it sure. makes more sense the <laughs> other way <laughs> okay All right. Um, Next week, we're going to be back with another iconic guest to to talk about season two, episode 16. You've got Yale. But until then, you know, you love us. XXA, the Lonely Boys. (laughs) Lonely Boys. All right. Great job, everyone. (laughs) And we are.